So we got we got some crazy news, but we got some breaking news. I guess Kyle Rittenhouse has been released on bail, and we've got some. We got we got the the, uh, the just that story. I guess he's out. Uh, he's not proven not guilty or anything like that, but he's out on bail. And we learned about his gun and the, like the weird he, he bought a gun with a COVID check or something like that. So we'll talk about that. And we got some other weird story. So apparently, I don't know if this is weird at all. It might be totally normal, but people are kind of spreading rumors because there's been new Supreme Court assignments as of today for the circuits. And Amy Coney Barrett was basically placed uh, on ch- in charge of Wisconsin. And Brett Kavanaugh is now in charge of Pennsylvania, which is very convenient for Donald Trump. So we'll, we'll talk about all this. Keep the intro short this time. But we're joined by the one and only Hotep Jesus. Tim Cass. How's it going, man? Mr. Tim Pool. <laughs> what up? Life is good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate good, thanks you. Thanks for coming, man. Um, I made sure... Let them hear that in the mic. Oh. Brought you a beanie, man. You oh, snap. <laughs> you brought me a beanie. Hotep Nation beanie. Oh, nice. my gosh. That's amazing. Cool, I couldn't I couldn't let you walk around this earth and not have an alternative beanie. <laughs> Correct. And, 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 and here's a Hotep Nation oh, lanyard. Cool. Lanyard. Yeah. Right on, man. Wow, yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah. No one's ever... Has anybody given me something on the show like that? I don't think so. No, no. Like this. Wow. Super awesome. Hotep wow. Nation uh, comes bearing uh, gifts. Right. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> right on, dude. So, yeah. uh... Yeah, what's up? What, what, uh, yeah, um, we're gonna, so, we, got, we got a lot to talk about, for sure. Yeah. Your, your friend over here, say your name again. Yeah, Ian Crossland. Ian Crossland. Thank you. Hotep. Pleasure to meet you. You too, man. You asked me, what does Hotep mean? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. So Hotep is an ancient Medonetta word, or ancient Kamishan, or ancient Egyptian. This is the language they spoke in ancient Egypt. And Hotep meant peace or satisfaction to be at rest, and there's like nine other definitions. So... Where should we start the story? Okay, how did I become Hotep Jesus? Yeah. Let's just get this knocked out the way now. So right around the time that Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin, and all those guys get murdered, right? Uh, there became this like clear divide between the black left and us. I, at this time, this is, is like, like... Is us the Hotep or what? Hoteps, yes. Yeah. At this time, I didn't know what a conservative was, let alone a black conservative. So when I found out about conservatives, I was like, oh, they got black conservatives? Wow, this is pretty <laughs> cool. So... um it became hotep was a pejorative. It became like a word of slander. Uh, hoteps can loosely be described as the conservative arm of the black community. Right. Interesting. Where so-called the consciousness of the black community, they kind of push us to the side and lambast us and we're the stepchildren. But we're the ones that give give them their consciousness. That word melanin that they love to run around with. Yeah. Our ancestors, our hotep ancestors were the one that put that on their desk. We're the ones that placed that memorandum there. Um, so, yeah, so they made it a pejorative. And then I was at the time I had went through a, a real spiritual awakening. So I was speaking. I was tweeting very spiritually. And uh, some troll was like, what do you think you are? Some sort of hotep Jesus. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that has a ring to it. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do think I'm hotep <laughs> Jesus. And then the star was born. Right on. Oh, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, we're also hanging out with Ian, of course. Yes. Hello. Yeah. And, uh, Ian's there. And Lydia's Lydia. producing. I'm here as well. Of course. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. Shows live Monday to Friday at 8 p.m. But let's 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 jump right into it. That's interesting. You're talking about like the Black Lives Matter stuff. Is like Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin was the start of what it, uh, what it started. Black uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So with this breaking news we got. Let's just do the breaking news first because this is particularly relevant. Kyle Rittenhouse released from Kenosha County Jail. After Bond posted, it's it's pretty straightforward. That's the story, right? So, you know, but there's little details. They say that the teen was fatally charged with shooting two protesters in Kenosha. Many of you probably know about this. This was in uh, Wisconsin. He is no longer in custody at the Kenosha County Jail. A spokesperson for the sheriff said in a statement, uh, Kenosha County prosecutors 
charged Rittenhouse and, uh, of Antioch, Illinois, with fatally shooting Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber during a protest uh, over a police shooting in August. They've also charged him with wounding a third man, Gage Grosskreutz. Rittenhouse faces multiple counts, including intentional homicide and illegally pl- possessing a gun. His attorneys contend he was acting in self-defense. The case has been a rallying point for conservatives. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that stuff. They say in a phone interview with The Washington Post, Rittenhouse revealed the gun he used in the shooting was purchased using money he received from an unemployment check during the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Basically, his COVID stimulus check used to buy a gun. Smart man. Rittenhouse, I'd say. I mean, he's in in hot water right now, but Rittenhouse 17 could not legally purchase the weapon himself, so he gave the money to a friend to buy it for him, according to both Rittenhouse and police reports. That's crazy. That's messed up. Mm. He says, I got my $1,200 from the coronavirus Illinois unemployment because I was on furlough from the YMCA. I got my first unemployment check, so I was like, oh, I'll use it to buy it, he told the Post. Prosecutors have charged a Wisconsin man with supplying the gun. That's crazy. Hmm. In his interview, Rittenhouse said he doesn't regret having the gun that night, saying, I had to protect myself. I would have died that night if I didn't. So, man, I mean, there's the breaking news. Right off the bat, I'd be interested to hear, what do you think about Kyle Rittenhouse? I like Kyle Rittenhouse. He's a hero. Wow. He's an American hero. He's a kid who took a stimulus check. And bought guns. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't legally allowed to, and someone did it illegally for him. That's not cool. That's unconstitutional to put an age on how old you can be to buy guns. That oh, is unconstitutional. Snap. There was a, something recently came out. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they said that there's a different, like the current Supreme Court is going to interpret 2A very differently. I can't remember who I was talking to about this. Sure. But they were like, we might start seeing a bunch of changes to uh, these laws that we got. You know, in California, they ruled, uh, mm-hmm. I think the Ninth Circuit ruled that, uh, Magazine size, you can't restrict that. That's a violation of the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that, you know, sticks. hits the rest of the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. sticks. But there was something like, somebody was telling me this, I can't remember who, they said that it's likely that with the Supreme Court, we're going to start seeing the nitpicking of all these laws. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this thing can't be used, but that thing can't be used. Mm-hmm. That's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of unconstitutional. The, the inevitability of communism. Is that what you think? It's the slithering dragon. It's the snake and it just finds its way into your backyard and bites your child when you're not looking. That's what it does. They're trying to bite us right now with the vaccine. They're trying to take our guns away. They're trying to take our speech away. That's what communism does, man. You know, but uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero in my eyes. He stood up for what he believed in. And looking at the video footage of the shooting, I didn't see a guy purposely trying to murder somebody. I saw somebody running for his life. Saying he was going to the cops. Saying he was going to the cops. Indeed. And there was a a bit of a verbal skirmish at the gas station prior to. And one of the gentlemen who got his wig split, he uh, said, go ahead, shoot me, MFR. This is what one of those guys said. I think that was Rosenbaum, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And then he chased after him. Then he chased after him and he got exactly what he asked for. Um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate it's- to have anybody lose their life over this political divide that the media has created. Yep. So, you know, shouts go to his family and condolences to them. I just find it ironic that he asked for it and he got it. You know, God speaks in mysterious ways. But Kyle Rittenhouse, I thought he was defending himself. I think so. I think that's clear. I think it's weird that they decided to do like the harshest possible charges imaginable to this kid. And, and, yeah. then, and then the media went nuts just right. lying about everything. 
Yeah, I heard them call them everything from like right wing to uh, conspiracy. White, white Thank you, white yeah. supremacist. I'm like, he took out two other white dudes. And the third guy that got shot was white. It's 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 just the it's the media game, man. And so I, I talk to people all the time. They have no idea what happened. We right. had uh, you know, we had the the the, uh, the people that were actually on the ground covering it, the the riot squad. Okay. So we had you know like Shelby Talcott, uh, Richie McGinnis, uh, who else is in Jorge that group? Ventura. Jorge Ventura. Mm-hmm. There was one. Other, there was someone else who was. No, I think it was those three. Those three. Yeah, yeah. They were actually there watching it all happen, and uh, I also talked to there. there were, there's a bunch of people that down there that were covering it. The 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 rioters lit a dumpster on fire and tried pushing it into a gas station. Wow. And that's what started it all. Uh. So then you get there's a video of Kyle Rittenhouse running with a fire extinguisher. We don't know exactly. I, you have to talk to them who were on the ground. Mm-hmm. But basically, him and these dudes are trying to put these fires out. If they push a dumpster into a gas station, they blow it up. That's going to be real bad. Oh yeah. But because he did that, they attacked him. Mm. And that's the stuff that the media doesn't talk about. They just say, you know, Facebook. If you, I guess, if you praise him in any way, Facebook, like they ban you or something like that, or suspend really? you. Super strict. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if YouTube comes after us over the way we're talking about it. Oh, let, you me, know? let me calm down. Let me calm down. <laughs> I mean, look, if it's if, if 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 it's true, it's true, and if you feel that way, you feel that way. It's, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna throw this kid under the bus because the media is threatening to ban me, or social media says they'll ban me. Yeah, no, we got to tell people what really happened. Well, the the only thing that I would add to this conversation is that a bunch of people agree with you, Hotep, because he raised two million dollars for bail. That's crazy. And I don't think that I came out of his parents' pocket. That came from people who really think that he did, was in did the it right. though. Did they they fundraise? I think they for crowdfunded that? it. Yeah, yeah, I truly believe wow, that to man. be the case. So what do you think about these riots, man? So you know, like kind of a segue away from just the specific car right now stuff. We've had a year. Of all this, all these riots, things have kind of calmed down a little bit, but I think it's going to, I think it'll light up again, depending on what happens with Trump. But just in the context of you're saying, you know, the Hotep thing came out of Black Lives Matter, there was like a split. Hmm. So just your general thoughts, man. So I have to give you a history on Black Lives Matter. That'd be important. Yeah. Heck yeah. So that's going to take us back to, uh, what's that city? Darren Ferguson. Sills, Ferguson. Thank you. Ferguson. This is right outside of St. Louis, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's part of the St. Louis County. All right. So uh, a brother by the name of Darren Sills is a community organizer out there. And uh, he was he was right there with Mike Brown's mom. You know, the night after we shot, you know, the whole nine through the whole whole thing. And uh, the first night, like I always tell people with these things, the first night is usually very peaceful. His people demonstrating they're upset, they're marching, they're venting. Right. And then he said that he saw some white kids pop up. And try to instigate with the police. They would pop up, throw stuff at the police, and then disappear into the night. So we saw the precursor to Antifa, basically. Yep. And I was telling people at the time that, I was like, hey, you know there's like people that are infiltrating these things. So he did a expose on Black Lives Matter, and he exposed them, talk about, you know, how they came down with the media. A lot of people were taking credit for his work and the organization that he did and got those people out in those streets. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's talking about those guys were cutting checks. They were sitting up in a house. Donations were coming in and none of it went to Ferguson. Right. It all went to people's pockets and these big checks were coming to some of these organizers. So the organizers getting paid to just basically protest, but none of it went to the actual community. Um, and mysteriously he was murdered. Um, so, you know, I just like every time I talk about Black Lives Matter in history, I got to shout out Darren Sills. Was he was he the dude they found him in the car or was that? Some, yeah, that's crazy story, man. Yeah, because I, I, I was down there uh, a few days after everything kicked off. I, I was I was in and out as the court case was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I remember hearing 
a lot of people were pointing out that some of the OG activists were turning up dead. Yeah. Some people were saying it's a grand conspiracy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's that's that happened to a lot, some people. Sure as hell look like it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's tough, man. You How do you know, prove something like that? You know, I don't I don't touch stuff like that. That's not my job. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that that would risk their life to find out the truth. I think we understand what happened out there. Um, I think a lot of us understand the truth of what happened to Darren Sills. But, um, you know, R.I.P. to da- Darren Sills. He was a soldier. He was a, 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 you know, a true community leader. He he gave back his own money and his own time to the community. Very important black man. Um, and, and F anybody, you know, who came out to Ferguson and stole money. That was terrible. It's terrible people do that. I got a quick, I got a quick story for you, man. So I, I was down there. I can't remember which night it was, but riots erupted. A bunch of people start running into, I think it was a dollar store across the street. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, smashing the windows, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of young, uh, a bunch of young dudes from Ferguson linked arms in front of the liquor store, mm-hmm. like that's the one where Michael Brown went to, mm-hmm. to stop the rioting. Mm-hmm. And then I walked. I was, I was standing right by there. There's another journalist. And this journalist from Al Jazeera asked these guys, like, what are you doing? Mm. And they said, the people riding and destroying our community don't live here. Right. They're coming from outside and they're destroying everything. They're burning down our buildings. They're like, we, gotta, we live here. We work here. These are our stores. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this? And then what do we get from Antifa? They're writing articles like in defense of looting. Yeah. No joke. They were, they, that article became a, a book, apparently. And so I'm sitting there watching these guys beg, like, please don't destroy our home. Yeah. And these other people come in. They're smashing up everything. And then these, you know, white upper class progressives defend the the villains, mm. the people destroying the community. Well, they're defending themselves. Like right. I always yeah, tell yeah, people, yeah. anytime some of this stuff happens, you have to understand that day one is going to be looting, and that that stuff is is somewhat organic. Uh, when you see the fire, that's usually white Antifa. You know what I mean? Like I always say, yeah. I, I always say, you know, black folks, we might be kleptomaniacs, but White folks is definitely pyromaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's my that's my running joke, you know. But when you see the fire, usually that's Antifa. Um and, and people try to identify that as like Black Lives Matter. Like people will say, Oh, they're burning down their own neighborhood. I'm like, no, that's paid protesters and antagonists. That's Bolshevik money. Dude, they're 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 like rich kids who are bored. Yeah. And I I dude, I'll tell you this, man. I know some people who've got some legit money. And it's not so much that the people I've met in these things are, I've, I've never seen anybody who's paid to do anything like that. Right. But I've met people who are well off and fund their friends to go out and do that. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And that's exactly what we see happening here. And that's the problem with Black Lives Matter organization. Like my homie Wordsmith said, where the money at? Where the money at? There's some uh, high profile activists People keep asking, where's the money at? Yeah. Where are, where's the money? Where did the money go? Over a hundred million was raised. I think in just one year alone. So I know they got a big bad sitting somewhere. That money never makes it to the community. That's what happens when you deal with slimy Democrats, socialists, or Marxists, man. <laughs> you just don't mince words. Yeah, so, you're right. <laughs> so like, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter was raising money through Thousand Currents. Do you know about that? It's like they were raising money through what? I think it's called Thousand Currents. It's a, it's a charity. Okay. And so because Black Lives Matter didn't have their own charity. Right. They used another. But it, but then those donations are collected through Act Blue. Yeah, which the is, uh, payment mechanism. So you had a lot of people saying that the Black Lives Matter was money would go, was going straight to Joe Biden. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not. No. But a percentage of all that Black Lives Matter money goes to a fundraising platform for Democrats. 
So they yeah. take their fee, right? So it's not yeah. it's not direct cash being given to the Democrats, but it's funding partly their their fundraising apparatus. Yeah, I mean, take five percent of a hundred million, whatever that is, right? I mean, nope. look look at look at uh, if you look at the 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 fine print, Act Blue is the payment mechanism. So we're not saying it's going directly, but whatever Act Blue money makes off of per transaction is going to the Democratic Party. It's going to their Act Blue. I think it's another like pack or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so so uh, this this is crazy. A percentage of the money goes to their operations or whatever, right? right? They use it to fund their operations, but they also have some kind of provision where if the organization doesn't collect it, then they can disperse it. Yes, right. yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I saw that too. That's in the fine print. That's exactly. I mean that's standard in a lot of these contracts with these fundraising. Um, it makes sense to be to be fair. It makes sense. Yeah, right? you can't just have money floating around doing nothing. Right, you do something with it. Yeah, you got to put it to work, and then um, you have to tell people you're going to. Right. Right. Know. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, where's the money? Uh, this is, this has been the problem with the black community. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and slander Martin Luther King like that on Tim Cass, Tim, Tim Pool's <laughs> podcast. But I mean, um, we've that never, happen? was that happened back in the day too? Yeah, man. The whole, wow. the whole civil rights movement was a, was a big publicity stunt. What? Yeah. It kind of worked though, didn't it? Yeah. It worked to destroy us. Really? Huh. Why do you think? Integration was infiltration. Interesting. Integration was infiltration. I go to the school of Thaddeus Russell, Renegade University, and um, he's got he's got all the facts laid out. We we do a, a Tuesday night class about Africa. Did you know that W. E. B. Du Bois never met a black person until he was twenty years old? I didn't know that. That's crazy. No way. Who is that? He was W. E. B. Du Bois. You know, one of them old heads from like early, late. Late 1800s, early 1900s. He, he lived to a, v- a very old age, but uh, father of socialism, um, sociology, uh, black guy, half black. He's mixed. He's mixed. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the integrationists, really what happened was the integrationists wanted, uh, well, let's talk about what the independent people wanted. Independent black folks said, hey, look, there's money coming to from the government to white schools. We want money for our schools and NAACP and all those sellouts came around and said, look, we'll fight for your cause if you agree to integrate. And they said, no, we don't want to integrate. We're cool with our schools. And they're like, nah, we're not going to support you unless you integrate. So, you know, when people talk about they like to talk about Tulsa and they like to call it a massacre. It's not a massacre if you fight back. Right. So Tulsa was not a massacre. It was definitely uh, an attack on black property and black businesses and black life. But we fought back and and Tulsa survived for 40 years after that attack. That was Black Wall Street, right? Black Wall Street. They called it. What happened? You know, some white folks was a little upset, came down and started acting rowdy. I think they were Democrats, weren't they? They were Dixiecrats. (laughs) Dixiecrats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, white liberals. Um, so yeah, so they came down and, you know, caused a fuss and they were dropping bombs from airplanes. And yeah, it was, it got, Crazy. it got really serious. Yeah. But the point is, uh, Black Wall Street doesn't die until integration. During, uh, during, uh, a Black Lives Matter protest, I can't remember which one, I think it was in Ferguson. There was somebody who wrote a letter. It was, a one of the black activists saying mm-hmm. that they felt desegregation was, it was like a trick. It was. That what, what it did was, you had basically parallel economies that were, you know, the black community was flourishing. And then once they got rid of segregation and integrated, then all of a sudden it pushed all of the black community into and under the white community. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with, with that whole school of thought, but we can talk about it. So I'd love to hear more about what you think about that. Uh, they, that that's succinctly put right there. That's exactly what happened. We became second in somebody else's stuff instead of first in our stuff. You know, like one of the craziest things they'll, they'll say is, oh, this person is the first black to go to the moon or first black to do this or first. That award should not go to us. That award should go to white folks. Congratulations, you accepted somebody other than yourself. <laughs> right? And that's what that's kind of like, uh, you know, a microscopic look at how we're treated in America or how we're looked at by the liberal America. Oh, look, it's cool to be second place. So here's your participation trophy. Right? This is, it's kind of interesting, though, because the only time I've ever heard the idea about segregation mm. being like uh, or, or I'm sorry, integration being bad in some capacity is from the left. Right. But you consider yourself conservative? No. I consider myself hotep. We have oh, conservative right values, though. Right on. Okay. Yeah. I consider myself hotep, although we have conservative values. And I, I get along with a lot. You know, shout out to Sonny Johnson. You know, shout out to Uncle Hotep. Uncle Hotep was the one that taught me about conservatism. And Sonny Johnson refined that that school of thought for me. And and I think she's the best conservative I've seen, period. You know, black, white, or whatever. Um but yeah, loosely described as conservative. I know a lot of people like to describe me as that. I don't mind it sometimes, but hotep to the core. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, man. It's it's weird how left and right don't really make sense anymore, I guess. Nah, that's the that's the great divide to divide the people. Yeah. You know, so we don't unite against the state. You know, that's the big thing. And that's why white liberals keep us in the in the forefront. You know, the the, the thing about integration was it was about turning black people white. They wanted us to be like them. They wanted us to uh, amalgamate and, and assimilate into the white culture and become culturally white. And uh, whoever whoever assimilates best does best. If we look at people like, you know, Don Lemon, mm-hmm. you know, clean cut dude, he assimilates real well. Sounds like a white guy, dates a white guy. He assimilates really well. Uh, Kamala Harris, she assimilates really well. She dates a white man. She's married to a white man. These people assimilate into AOC. She talks all that stuff about white supremacy, but she sleeps with a white man. You know, these people assimilate into the culture. And it seems like if you assimilate, for example, my hair would not be allowed. Right. Unless I was, hey, you know, then it'd be OK. That's right? so weird. But these are Democrats. Yeah. This is kind of like a, like a heterodox. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It, it sounds like a lot of what you're saying does fit with with a lot of the social justice, you know, activists. Yeah. But then you're coming down hard and, and pointing out it's actually the Democrats that are, you know, racist or they have no diversity. They scream diversity, but they have none. Yes. When you talk about, you know, the problems in America, right? And you say, oh, you know, unemployment, da 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 da. Well, who owns all the tech companies? It's the leftists. So if there's if you don't right. guys don't have representation of women, guess who's been making those decisions? White liberal men. If you don't have black people on your board or, or, or on your team, who made those decisions? Some white male liberal. Y'all well, run they, the they, world. They, they say that they're, they're, they're doing better now by stopping the white cis heteronormative patriarchy or whatever. Like it's, it's these same companies that are now trying Did to. Did you hear what bring. they, hear what you just said? Say I'm, it again. I, the white, cis what? White cis heteronormative patriarchy. Okay. I try to be as verbose as possible because I'm trying to, I'm kind of making fun of them. You know what I mean? It, and, and, and that's very specific. I know. That, that, <laughs> it's that, almost that, meaningless. Right? It's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so specific that it's meaningless. Yep. Right? It's like you, you, heteronormative. So, so every other white man's exempt from the rule? 
Right, right, right. <laughs> the, the, the point of saying it is to like, it highlights the absurdity of the, of this fringe group of people on the Yes. Because like a regular person is going to be like, I got no idea what you just said. Right. Like, you didn't convey any information to me by yeah. saying that weird phrase. Yeah, if you're not on Twitter, you wouldn't know what's going on. Right, exactly. And exactly. We got to talk about the main MAGA march to go on from there. But yeah. when they say patriarchy, yeah, that's exactly what they want to do. They want to destroy the patriarchy for you, but not for them. Just exactly. like Gavin Newsom, yes. it's lockdowns for you, mm. but I'm going to kick it with the homies. More than once. More think. than once. He got caught twice. Do, twice. Do you know twice who, he got caught. Do you guys wow. know who those yeah. people were? That was the California Medical Advisory Board. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing I'd heard. Dude. Like, you got to be joking. It's kind of so obvious what they do, right? They lock. They, they, they tell you to lock down. Nancy Pelosi goes gets a haircut. Mm-hmm. Mayor Lori Lightfoot goes gets a haircut. Yeah. Gavin Newsom goes out to eat, gets caught. Goes out to eat again, gets caught, and says, <laughs> it was just a mistake. No, they don't care about you, and they're not scared of this. That's what's weird. Yeah, some animals are more equal than others. Mm. If, animal if, Farm. Yeah, if if you people haven't read Animal Farm, make sure you go give that a good refresh and read. It should only take you about an hour or two if you got ADD like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had the kids read it this summer. But so so you said you said Democrats have no diversity. Is that what you were saying? There's no diversity. And what, so what do you mean by that? You have to think a certain way. Mm. You have to look a certain way. And you have to behave yep. a certain way. And they use skin color as the shield to pretend they do have diversity. Yeah. I mean, I go on these voice chat apps and I have discussions with them and all the black people sound exactly the same. And then I get in a room and I speak and I get ostracized because I'm different because I don't come from your world of pish posh, polished white (laughs) liberalism. You know, the black boule. I mean, the people that complain about racism and white supremacy have some of the best jobs. Yeah. They work for CNN. They work for Vogue. They're, I'm like, you guys have all the jobs I wish I would have had when I was younger. They were all blue checked up and verified. Do you know how far being verified goes when you apply for a job? Really? Oh, yeah. I know you wouldn't know because you're a smart man. Well, no, you, just because I've... You've never applied for a job using a blue check. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Not, I've not applied for a job in like 10 years. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're a smart man. Yeah. But some some people out here... You know, they want to apply for a job and they might have dreadlocks and they might not have that college degree and they might not have that verification. But you know what? If I had the verification, they might overlook the degree. Yeah. They might overlook the locks. Ooh, you're somebody, right? Right. Yeah. You must be somebody. Mm. But, I take it, man. I don't I, I, I went to the White House wearing this. Did you? Yeah. I didn't wear a suit. I wore the beanie and the over and the, and the button shirt. Or whatever. Did. That's called branding. That's right. It is. It is. But it's also uh I think it's, 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 look, man, this is America. We're, we're a country founded on a bunch of farmers fighting back against, you know, the, the, the empire or whatever. Yes. So the way I see it is in this country, we are all equal. Okay. We, life, liberty, is, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And we are all, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm brain farting on the, uh, the line from the Declaration of Independence. But, uh, we're, we're all created in God's image. No, we're all created, you know, eat with the same inla- you know, inalienable rights. Yes. Thing, so yeah. when, when someone says this is the White House, I say that's great, but this is not a building designed and built for, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the wealthy and indus- like the wealthy elites. Ooh. We, no, no, no. We can go back in time and talk about the wealthy landowners and their, their ideas and yeah. what they wanted to do. But what they put forward in these documents w- uh, was planting a seed mm-hmm. that said everybody's got a shot. Mm. Allegedly. Now you got companies like Vanguard and State Street and uh, that own like most of the tech companies. So like Vanguard yeah. owns, is the biggest investment firm in the world. It owns, yeah. and it's not an American. Well, yeah, thing. we got we have. I think 
after a certain amount of time, we became a plutocracy. Yeah, this and now it's just all the rich people who just dictate what we do, and they, and I, they, they, they pay for the laws. They're definitely they lobby. dividing us on purpose as Americans. These, four, these I don't know financialists. I don't know. Uh, that's what that's what worries me. I don't know if there's like a, a grand conspiracy among the ultra rich to be like, here's what we got to do to the people. I think it's rich people just acting in their own interests, like ultra wealthy elites, and it's a big club, and you ain't in it. But I don't think they they have like a meeting where they're like, how can we screw over the rebel today? Or like, how can we control? No, I think it's basically like a guy saying, I don't want them coming in my building. So I want this law passed in your city. And they go, you got it, buddy. And then they they, they build this system around. But there's, but there's so many meetings documented. There's meetings, but it's it's an issue of, I guess it's an issue of intent, right? Are they having? There was a, there was a Jekyll Island meeting. Surely, what is this? surely you're familiar with no, the no. creature from Jekyll Island. No, what's this? What's this? I shall say nothing further. That's where they, <laughs> that's where they wrote up the Federal Reserve Act. The, the way, the, oh, really? The way I look at, you know, how this country was founded is that it's really interesting that it had these ideas of liberalism, like classical liberalism, mm -hmm. freedom, liberty, individualism. They certainly didn't uh, operate under the purest form of that when, you know, this country was founded. Mm -hmm. But through that, we've had numerous amendments, Supreme Court uh, rulings that have led to more equality. I guess you can call it equality, but I suppose I, I feel like access. I feel like the opposite has happened. So uh, explain the, what the you mean. further the further we've progressed as a country, the less equality we've had. Really? Yeah. Um, where is the equality? Well, where, I, do you, where do you see the equality? Well, I can tell you, uh, it was my my uh, grandparents weren't legally allowed to be married because they were different races, and so they had to actually flee because it was illegal. Different states. Well, again, that's the problem with the federal government, right? So the federal government yep. overrides how the states want to operate, right? I believe that every state has the right to make laws and say, look, we don't want these type of people getting married. Cool. I'm going to leave and go someplace where we are welcome. This is the, the great thing about not having uh, a communist nation because mm -hmm. then you got the federal government opens a window for them to start calling shots and saying, you can do this and you can't do that. We got to leave that window closed. You can't tell the states anything they want to do. Besides, uh, I think the only benefit to having people get married under the state is some sort of tax, right? Tax benefits. It was right? different back in the day. It was different. I mean, what's stopping you from getting married under God? I don't know. Why do you need the state's approval to get married? Oh, I agree with you on that. Right. Like when you want to talk about why the government has authority. There's a big difference between legitimate authority and illegitimate authority. And yeah. too much of government is just arbitrary. We've just, okay, you're in charge of this for whatever reason. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You wasn't with me sleeping in the bed. You, you know what I mean? You wasn't hitting that. I was hitting that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where was you at? You know, you took 30% from me and gave me nothing back. <laughs> you're talking about the government. Yeah. You took 30% <laughs> for ties and ain't getting nothing back. You screwed me. I, I was screwing her while you were screwing me. My understanding is I was reading this thing. We mentioned it uh, a day ago, uh, a day ago or so is that the average person gets more value, more dollar for dollar value from the government than they pay in taxes. It's the rich people that pay way more taxes that basically subsidizes. I've heard that theory before, but that sounds like what you call uh, overeducated speak. Yeah. Yeah. Either you taking 30 percent from me or not. I don't care what you're doing with everybody else and the super rich and what they're subsidizing. 
are you taking 30% from me? Because I need that 30%. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. So right? you like these Trump tax cuts? Yeah. Even though it's a deferment, right? You still got to pay it later on. Which ones? The, 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 the tax program. Well, the, 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 the COVID one was a deferment. Right. But, but the, uh, the actual tax cuts he put in place. Oh, oh, oh a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, of course yeah. you're going to enjoy that, right? Our operator's a corporation. It's, it's really... You know what the craziest thing to me is? I don't understand why... When it comes to, when I talk to these leftist activists, these progressives, mm-hmm. they're talking about taxing the rich and all that. And I'm like, okay, but do you know how much money that, like, do you know where that money goes when you tax them? Like, mm. there's a lot of questions you got to ask when they say, when you say tax the rich. Okay. Yeah. What taxes? Are you talking about capital gains specifically? Or are you yeah. talking about corporate tax? And then where does that money go? What do yeah. you do with it? Because yeah. I'll tell you what, like a good chunk of it goes to blowing up kids in, you know, foreign countries. Yeah. So I mean, is that, is that something you, you are choosing to pay for? You want to buy? Cause right. I personally don't. I mean, when you charge, when you, when you, when you tax the rich, all you're basically saying is become more savvy with how you hide your money. Yep. Exactly. Right. So yep. then you wonder why you can't get jobs in America is because they're going to offshore them to Russia, India, or some other third world nation. And, and, and that's the result. They're going to be much savvier. You know, in order to, to not pay taxes in America, you need a 500 an hour dollar uh, employee. I mean, um, accountant, somebody who has previously worked for the IRS who knows all the loopholes. That's how you, you, you perform tax avoidance. It's different from tax evasion, got tax avoidance. So if you yep. can afford to not pay taxes, you won't pay taxes and you shouldn't. I, I, I do not advocate for the rich to get taxed because advocating for the rich to get taxed means I'm next. No, no, that's not supposed to be like that. How do you feel about income tax? It shouldn't be taxed at all. The first instance of tax was for what? To subsidize the wars. When was that? that was Revolutionary like- War, Civil War. Well, wasn't that that was bonds though, wasn't it? Like so, in the Revolutionary War, they sold bonds, and then I think income tax came at like the early 1900s. They were like, we need more money. It came so around when they, they had started a, the Federal Reserve. They had a stamp tax. Yeah, yeah. stamp act for for weed. The right? Stamp act. That's correct, sir. Was yeah, that for, weed? Yeah. for imported yeah. goods. It was like a tariff. Yeah. So you might not have had an income tax. Right, 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 right. But they were taking it out of your assets. They were stealing money from people some way, somehow. Then you had the the European powers that were controlling the script, that were controlling the currency. And that's really what everybody was upset about. That's one thing a lot of people don't talk about. Because you got to remember, they tried the first national bank, then the second national bank, and then the second national bank was like, all right, we paid off all our debts. And after the Civil War, the North told the South, look, whatever debt you got, we're not taking that. You better clear your debts before you come back. And then that's how Russia uh, gave us Alaska and paid off the debt. You know what I'm saying? So it, we bought that back from Russia for for helping the North. I mean, there's, there's a lot goes into, you know, the financial background of America. But I mean, there's always been some sort of lean placed against the American people. So you, let's go back real quick. You were mentioning diversity. Cause I want to ask you, when we're talking about the Democrats, yeah. they all think the same, they all act the same, yeah. but they just, they say they look different. So that's their diversity. What do you think about the Republican party? Oh, uh, the Republican party. Oh, uh, they're so boring. There's nothing to say. Right, dude. That's the way I feel. <laughs> like, what do they do? Like, like the really, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the Republican party does. I, I, I have no idea what's happening in that world. I could not speak from an educated platform on the Republican party or the Democrat party. All I can tell you is about what I see manifested in my life. And it seems like 
the Republicans have a very hands off attitude. Um, it seems like they they bow to the Democrats. It does for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, from where I'm sitting. And it seems like the Democrats really control the topics of conversation. They control culture. The liberals control culture. And uh, like uh, I believe uh, Breitbart said it. Andrew Breitbart, you know, said uh, politics is downstream from culture. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yep. So they under, they they knew that. You know, Republicans don't have any culture like they don't they don't control any cultural institutions. Right. The Republicans are constantly trying to be liked by Democrats. Yeah. Like you see that video of Lindsey Graham fist bumping Kamala Harris the other day. Yeah. So like he's the dude who's coming out telling Trump to fight tooth and nail. and He's going to donate money to this. But then secretly he walks up and he's like fist bump, pat in the back because these 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 you know, what, you know, what it feels like a lot of these Republicans and there's some good there's some there's some good populists like, you know, regular uh-huh. conservatives and there's yeah. some Democrats. Yeah. But the Republican Party, it seems like these guys are all just like the nerdy kids in school uh-huh. begging to be popular. Yeah. And they think the Democrats are the cool kids. So they're just like, we'll do whatever. We'll say whatever you want. You know, just tell me what to say and I'll say it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all puppets, puppets at the end of the day. You know, um, Alex Jones came on your platform. Um, actually, nah, my bad. I'm thinking of Sean Stone. I interviewed Sean Stone on my platform and he broke down who was financing the left and who financing the right. And they from the same family. I'm not naming no names. I'm not that brave. Does the left have anybody have, have anybody funny? Funny? Yeah. Or funding? Funny, funny. Funny? Oh, they got a lot of names. I don't say names. That's not what Hotep Jesus do. We don't say names. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because then people drag you. They're like, you bring them up and then... Well, I might need their money one day. That was <laughs> <laughs> right. Right on. Right? I'm not, yeah. not going to upset. See, that's the thing, man. Everybody's like upset at this power structure, right? I'm not upset at it. I'm upset at the people for 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 feeding into it. We don't got to feed into this system. We could go do our own thing and make this system obsolete. And and these people will be wondering, like, like you asked me, like uh, Shorty asked me on the way here, you know, do I vote? I was like, no, nah, I don't vote. If I vote, I validate the existence of the state. I'm not validating the, the existence of the state. So I don't vote. So every time y'all go vote, y'all basically telling the government, oh, y- y'all believe in this, what we doing? Okay, good. come on down here, place this vote. No doubt. I got yeah. you. And you're validating BS. Proving... You have confidence in the system to some degree. Right. So like how many times do you have to get shafted before you realize it's not working for you? And the problem is, and that's why I'm writing my upcoming book, you know, is like they don't have any sense of history. You know, people talk about the founding fathers. Like I always say the founding fathers didn't care about you at all. You know, they were not thinking about you when they wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. They were thinking about themselves. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I agree, but let's 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 talk about it. What do you mean? Okay. Uh, in order to uh vote, you had to own land back then. But you know why that was? Why is that? There was no IDs. So somebody walks into a meeting and he says, I'm going to vote. And they're like, who are you? I own this piece of land here, right here. Yeah. So it was your way of saying, I live in this community. I'm a member of this community. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to have power, you always need good excuses. Yeah. And that sounds like a real good excuse. We didn't have ID. Well, you know what the- everybody has for ID? What's that? It's called a thumbprint. But back then, I don't think they knew that. What? Come on, Tim. Don't do that. Fingerprints back in the day. Fingerprints are ancient. Fingerprints are ancient, bro. They used to take candle wax and then certify a document with candle wax. This is ancient technology. Everybody's got an ID. It's It's, right here. It's not not just about IDing somebody. It was about, we don't want someone to vote in our, you know, meetings who doesn't have a stake in what happens here. Yeah. that's 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 what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. But that's not what the documents say. 
the documents are, are, are supposed to be for all people. Right. Not just landowners. Right? Mm. You can't just say, oh, you have to have a stake in this. That's right? a good point, too, because there are a lot of people who lived in these areas that didn't own land. You know, right. they weren't voting. Well, yeah, I think, it, you know, you know, uh, you, you also got people who were drafted into wars while the rich were able to pay their way totally. out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, the 17th Amendment that we do a Senate by popular vote. OK, before before uh, before the 17th, the states would appoint senators specifically because this is not a democracy. This country is not a democracy. It's a republic. The founding fathers thought you've got. The house that represents the will of the people, mm-hmm. but the senators are the upper chamber of better men. Yeah. Literally, that's, that was the, what they would say, better men. Mm-hmm. And so that all changed in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And I, can, I think it was uh, probably Michael Malice who told me this, that uh, maybe it wasn't. No, 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 I think it was Seamus, actually. Oh, yeah. That there were, there were senators who, when they passed the 17th, resigned saying, I do not want to be beholden to the rabble. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so originally, yeah, we did have elitism. You know, we had a lot more yeah. of it. This, it, it was crazy to me. You know, you know the UK sells a House of Lords? They, what, they sell the House of Lords? They, they still have a House of Lords. Oh, yes, 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 like yes. Like the yes, upper yes. chamber is just like religious, you know, uh, ranking people and like landowners from like of, of, of historic merit of some sort. Yeah. And then the other side is the parliament. And then I think, no, the House of Commons. House of Commons. Yeah. Okay. So they're all in parliament. The House of Commons is just like the regular people. Okay. So it was supposed to be like that here. Yeah. The founding fathers were like, we want better men to be appointed by, you know, the state. Uh. And then the house was the regular people who would come and, you know, talk okay. about the will of the people. Yeah. And I think that I think it's clever because we're not a democracy uh-huh. and you don't just want, you know, all political power to be in the hands of just popular vote. Right. Makes sense. But definitely this, this, this idea was some people are better than others. And that wasn't, you know, power evenly distributed like a democracy. Yeah, I mean, it's true. People, some people are better than others. That's the right. That that, that means that you're right wing. Conservative, yeah. Not a conservative, right? That makes you right wing. Oh, yeah. So you know Michael Malice, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he so he asked me. He's like the new right. How do you define what left and right is? And he asked, "Do you think some people are better than others?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." And he goes, "Okay." I think that's some right. people are doing better than other people, but I don't think that they're just better. Like the, if someone was born into my situation, they'd be literate, and I'd you're be you're over you're way overthinking it. So he said, "The left know. gives you a speech." The right would say yes. I'm obviously on the left because <laughs> because well, but yeah. but I said but the the saying yes is the correct answer. Some people are really tall and they can play basketball really well, and so what what, what we mean by better doesn't if we're just speaking in general terms. Oh yeah, there's a chess grandmaster yeah. and there's a guy who can't win at all. Right. So clearly these things exist. Some people are better than others. Even if it's just one or two people who are better at playing chess than most other people, then some people are. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 how Michael defines separating the you know. Yeah, I'm a C level chess player, and it's definitely better people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's yeah. It, that's that's crazy. So that makes you right wing. That's interesting. But, but what's interesting too is I think there's a lot of people that are better than me at like basically everything. So there's basically idealism versus realism. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's maybe that's it. That's basically what the you know the conversation comes down to, and that's the problem. There's no balance available. Well, do you think that there should be an element of government that is better men? And I, I use men figuratively. I mean, people. The best type of government is no government. Yeah, I, I should have should have figured you'd say something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no government. Um, what you got to let you got to. What about what? What about like fire departments and police departments? I like I like thinking about um, when the Irish created the the first fire departments in Boston and in um, Philadelphia, 
And originally they created fire departments because they were actually creating fires. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like us. And they were fighting for so-called equality. Um, So a lot of those things popped up independently and were funded independently. Um, I think those are great community things that can happen that don't need government intervention. I think that there are people in this world who know their destiny, know know their value, and will do a lot of things for free. There are some people who would die to be a nurse and never take a, a, never take a cent and fill some type of way. They just enjoy doing that. People are just built like that. So I think things like, you know, fire departments are easy to come by. Isn't, isn't that idealistic though? No, that's realistic. You, you know, you know, the shopping cart problem. You ever hear this one? What's that? So they say the shopping cart corral is the perfect test for whether or not humans can self-govern. You mm-hmm. go to you go to the supermarket. You get a shopping cart. You go to your car. Mm-hmm. You got the shopping cart next to your car. Mm-hmm. It takes almost no time to put mm-hmm. the shopping cart in the corral, mm-hmm. but you don't get anything for it. Right. You know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But still, people will just leave their shopping cart right there in the middle of the lot and just get in their car and leave. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is, you could do the right thing for no reward that mm-hmm. doesn't really affect you at all. Ten five ten seconds, mm-hmm. but people still cho- choose not to do it. People in America choose to do it. Choose, you mean choose not to do it? Choose not to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, could, you could pull another culture out and you'd see com- something completely oh, yeah, different. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's something to say about the level of human consciousness in America and the Western world. The, the, the graduation of the ego, right? It's very, at a very low state at this point. So when you have people who, who exist in this system, you know, and time is of the essence in America, right? And a lot of that has to do with that 30% that get taken out of your check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Regarding the fire department, I feel like it's kind of a specialized job. You got to train and learn how to do it and carry the weight and all that. You know, the, you know, the whatever, what it takes to go into a building, fight the fire. And uh, it takes time, a lot of time. So if they weren't getting paid, they might not be able to, to support their lives. Um, if it was a private company, you look at like the Roman fire departments, Pompey's fire department. He mm. had the first fire department that we know of. Mm. And he would go, if the building was on fire, go outside with his fire department and say, pay me. And mm. he'd extort the people and the people would be like, I, I, no, I'm not going to pay you. And then he just let their building burn down. Yeah. The, the, the original fire departments, I think, used to buy an emblem <clears throat> and you'd put the emblem on your house. Okay. And then when the fire call was, was called in, they'd come and they'd see the emblem and say, okay, like a guild, you're a subscriber. Right? Yeah. You're you know? talking, you're, again, you're talking about, a level of low conscious human beings, right? You wouldn't have that in, 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 in some ancient societies. You wouldn't have that problem. You just have a fire department. Those people would be taken care of. You know, know well, you know, it's interesting. I was reading, uh, they, they might get paid, you know, have we, have we tried private fire departments in a local town and what that looks like? And is it possible if we didn't have to pay 30% that we'd pay maybe 10% to go to some of those services and those would go directly to those services. Oh, I'm so into that, and those, dude. and those yeah. people might actually get paid you've, you've more than turned, what the government is giving them. I think, Ian into an anarchist. I think we should build an app where you get to pick where your taxes go on a sliding bar. And if yeah. you wanted to slide like 17% to the fire department, I want to slide 13% to the police department. And you might have minimums. Like you have to put at least 2% but, into each of these, but, but and, uh, then you get to pick. And yeah. you'll see like the voluntarism kick in. But yeah. why not? Why not? How about then I add, I want the taxes to go to my uh, skate park. So when you're, you would put your skate park, you'd be, it'd be like Tinder. You'd be like, hey, I'm Tim Pool. I want to build a skate park. People be like, oh, I like that. I'm going to swipe right and add that Crowd to my funding. list of things that I can fund. Yeah. But then, then why not? Just, win, I'll be like, I'm going to give 2% of my taxes to Tim's skate park. But then how about we just take, you know, Hotep's path and say, you can't get any of my 30% at all and just keep it all, right? Yeah. So you should have that option too. Just put it in your pocket. And if yeah. I want, if I want money to go to a skate park, I'll show up at your skate park and give you money. Yeah, I think, you know, 
man, I'm, I'm not a big fan of government authority. Mm. I mm. think a lot of it's arbitrary. Mm. I've seen a lot of the arbitrary authority put in action and a lot of people that play a popularity contest to get the keys to the castle to have that authority. Yeah. But I still think, you know, I'm not an anarchist. I, I probably would be, I, idealistically, I'm like left libertarian. And then realistically, I'm like probably just a liberal. Probably uh. just like, I think we need, think we need some kind of, uh, Mixed economy, some kind of mixed system. I think we should take all them terms and throw them in the trash. Why is that? Because to listen to what you just said, you said, when it comes to this, I'm this. When it comes to that, I'm oh, that. Oh, yeah, but right? I can explain it. Right. But let's just talk about each issue and, and say what our views are and not label it. All right. Right? Because then I, with those labels come preconceived notions. I think one of the challenges is that you look at the Brooklyn Bridge, so I'm not, a, I'm not a historian on the Brooklyn Bridge, but my understanding is that it was put together by a corporation to build this bridge. Right. Then you're trying to figure out how to compensate everybody. And so you have this, you know, this corporation originally, my understanding, was supposed to dissolve after it was done. Yeah. It like, comes, yeah, yeah, like, it, like it, toll roads, yeah. Yeah, it exists. But then the bridge comes to exist forever. What do, so what, what do we do? Do we uh, put up a toll for the bridge forever? I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm asking like a legit, uh, serious question. Uh, well, we... allegedly, the, the, the fee that we paid through tolls was supposed to be used to build the bridge. And uh, I believe there was a budget set aside to maintain a bridge afterwards, right? Well, for sure. And then they saw how much revenue was coming in. Right. And they said, why would we stop this money coming in? Look at this. But so ignoring the f- – well, there yeah. you go. That's the, that's the first problem with government, corruption. Right. Yeah. So why, why, so why, why kill the golden goose? We're going to keep the money. Yeah. So what's the next part to it? So uh, – well, I guess is, is the solution then we keep the, the bridge under a private corporation and then just have them run it with their their interest only in that, you know, bridge or whatever. Who built the bridge? I think I think the Brooklyn Bridge was built by like the Brooklyn Bridge Corporation or something like that. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's like I was reading a plaque outside of the Brooklyn Bridge or something. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's a really tough question, right? Uh, the capitalist in me says the corporation should own it and they should be able to dictate who can cross it and who can't. And if you don't like their rules, don't go to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what Vanderbilt did with his railroads. But then when he wanted to stop shipping food into New York, he cut them off and starved a bunch of people. That's usually. Oh, they that, also did that with coal and everything. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then what happens is they nationalize it. That sounds like exactly what happens, you know? But then they also do things like make growing hemp illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They make things like collecting they, rainwater is illegal. Yep. Well, the collecting. I rain, wouldn't need the, your shipment of food if you let me grow my own. Well, the rain, the rainwater thing in some contexts makes sense. Yeah. Cause like if, if, uh, uh in certain areas, like in suburban neighborhoods, mm-hmm. there's rules about not collecting rainwater, having it run off. Otherwise you need a, you need like a certain amount of, it's just like about maintaining the, the, the environment for everybody that yeah. are living really close together. Yeah. But, uh, in a lot of places it makes literally no sense. So the bigger right. issue I think is rules that are made for cities that affect people who don't live anywhere near them. Well, well, let me ask you this. Let's go back to the railroad, right? Who's going to protect the railroad? Um, in general, the police, I think. Or okay, a, police work for who? Federal, whoever, local or federal. All right, so if we remove them, who's going to protect Vanderbilt from the people after you starve them? He'd have to hire. Uh, <laughs> oh, you see what I'm saying? That's why, we, that's why go- government shouldn't be there, because what they do is these corporations set up, and then they pay the government to yeah, protect them. Yep. Protected, yeah. well, you and then they have the most elite security force on the planet. Doesn't That's it, why you get rid of government. Check, check out, you know, you know, <laughs> you you know what? You know what Walmart does, yeah, right? Even better. Huh? I don't know. Walmart tells their employees, or there was, there was. I don't know if this was a widespread thing, but I remember reading about how Walmart told their employees, "If you can't afford to work here, go on, go on food stamps." Mm. So, like, you hired people, and you're telling them to get government benefits to subsidize their lives. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, I'm not. And I'm, then when I'm you not, apply, they tell you you make too much. One more time. When you when you apply for some of these uh, right. uh, government assistance, yeah, they you tell you you make too much. Too much. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy to me that you have these big corporations where they're like, "We're going to hire you. We pay this much, and if you can't afford it, too bad. Go ask the government for subsidy for a subsidy. If yeah. the government didn't provide that, they'd say it doesn't exist. You right. have to pay more money. Yeah. So the fact that the government offers it up actually allows these these big you know massive corporations to undercut the the, the lower class, the, the working class. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to know something crazy? The, the, there's progressives that say they want they want they want a lot of things. They want four day work week, right? Okay. They want shorter shorter days. They want paid vacation, mm-hmm. and they want it implemented through policy. Mm-hmm. And do you know how the, some of these things started getting implemented? How it wasn't policy; it was Donald Trump. Mm. The economy was booming, and then all of a sudden, we started seeing a bunch of companies say, "We're going to reduce you know hours, you know sa- same salary, but now you only work thirty two. Mm. We're going to give you paid vacation because the economy was doing so well." So the, the fact that there was just a good economy resulted in a lot of these things that improved people's living. Yeah, I just feel like you just let uh, companies compete for employees. And, you know, if this company is treating their employees better than they compete like that and say, hey, look, you know, I heard they're I heard they giving four days over here. I want to yep. apply for a job there, right? And then it changes the culture. You yeah, know what the problem that's, is? That's what I'm interested in. I think yeah. the problem is schools. More, oh yeah, more, more, more government. I guess is the problem. I suppose. For sure, yeah. School is definitely maybe the number one problem, along with. I mean, school and media are kind of like one because that's the brainwashing, the indoctrination unit. You, you, so you mentioned make pe- make the businesses compete for employees, right? Yeah. But what happens when the people don't understand any of these concepts and just sit there saying, "Why am I broke?" and don't do anything about it? So I know I know a bunch of people that go to school and they think the only way to survive is to get a job yeah. as if the employer is the supplier of money, as if the employer like makes money appear out of thin air to give to you. You can make money, too. Same as them. Yeah, that's that's just a, one of those things where yeah, do as I say. I mean, you know, watch. Uh, how do you say it? do as I do, not as I say? Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, that's not what rules I was for thee, but not for me. No. Watch. Just watch me do it. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Watch me do it. And then people will emulate, right? Because you can talk to somebody and say, hey, you should be an entrepreneur all day. That don't mean they're going to be an entrepreneur. But when they see you do it, they go, oh, wait, I think I can do that. Yeah, lead by example. Dude, lead I, by, thank you. Yeah, lead yeah. by example. That's that's what I say. I don't try to convince people when not being an entrepreneur. They just see how I'm living. And they're like, oh. yo, how do you do that? And I, I tell them. And I say, yeah. join my Saturday course and you know, my, my Saturday <laughs> yeah. class. Or, you know, I'll mentor you during the week. But. You just got to be that example. That's the problem out here. We're doing too much talking. Yeah, not enough doing. Yeah, not enough doing. Hotep and Bill. You know, I'm pretty concerned with private military. Yeah. I have to talk about state and the value of the state. Yeah. Because up or until... taxes and where they go. <clears throat> well, that definitely. That's yeah. crazy that you don't know where your taxes are going. But up until like the 1400s, there was all mercenary warfare pretty much. Okay. And it was one mercenary company would go burn down a village and then they'd get hired by the people to go defend the village that they you know, burned down. And yeah. Then, so it's just a constant chaos. And then they, they developed standing armies to prevent mercenary overtake. So we're basically in a world of standing armies now that are funded by taxpayers. Yeah. And I'm afraid that if we go back to mercenaries, it would be corporate chaos. No, we, we'd get, just get the same thing we have now, but except you and I would be able to form a militia or become mercenaries. But I don't want to be in a militia right now. Well, that's you. <laughs> Just right now, that, though. That's Maybe you. Later. There's people in Arizona training right now. I want people to protect me. That's as their that's who you want. Job. That's who you want protecting. Well, me. I, like, I like specialization, and I yeah. want to focus my energy into creating content. You know, thought 
stuff and then have someone else carry the guns, have someone else growing the crops. Yeah. You ever, know, heard, you ever heard the statement about I'd rather be a, a, a warrior in a garden and a gardener in the war? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> okay. So, I mean, my point is, do you want the government to have a monopoly on violence or not? Because as it is, the only people that's allowed to do this stuff are governments. We, the or United rich States people. government is rich good people. because we're allowed to form standing militias Dude. as part of our own government. Yeah. You know, you know that private security, they'll shove a cop for you if you pay the right price. Yes. We, we, I, we've talked about this quite a bit. You can watch videos where there's like some, some dude is like doing something. The cops walk up to him, start yelling, and then two bodyguards shove the cops down. Because those bodyguards are like, these guys have so much money, they will buy that police department out. You will not arrest me. Absolutely. So, yeah. These, these cops who get paid 30, 40K coming up and messing with a guy who's worth hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and his private security gets, they get paid, you know, high six figures. They're going to be like, I don't, I don't care. That's the life. They're going to take care of my family. If I go to jail, knock the cop down. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy. life. That's, that's how crazy. you got to live out here. You know, but I think there's a lot of people who could be trained to be armed security for the people. You know, lady like talk about like police. You got a kid in, in high school who was the bully. Well, guess what? He's probably a natural guardian he's probably a natural soldier so let's put him in training and let's make him guardian in the community a bully though a bully you got to understand a bully has sometimes some psychological issues that maybe started as a as a youth all he needs is a little bit of therapy and channel that energy into something good a lot of times you have with disruptive kids is they're just not getting attention yeah right and then for example um there was this kid who was bad in school and what the teacher used to do was she used to make him the volunteer. And all of a sudden, the bad behavior disappeared. But it's because all the other teachers would ignore him, wouldn't let him volunteer, wouldn't let him get up, be the one to sharpen the pencils or pass out the papers. But she made him a little helper. And now he's an A student. Yeah. It's, it's about understanding human psychology. And people don't want to tackle that. You know, I think in response to what you're saying, Ian, I think you underestimate your ability. You You should be responsible for... You should be a well-rounded person in every capacity. You should you should be able to defend yourself, protect yourself. You should be able to be the one who carries the gun. And you can focus on the things you're more passionate about. But I think, you know, you wake up, you read, you exercise, you make sure you're, you're, you're well-rounded with your specialties. You can be a specialist in content creation. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to, you know, carry heavy things. But or you carry don't farm. No, I don't. No, of course not. You're specialized. Sort of, but I could farm. I could farm too, but you don't, and I don't, because we're specialized, and that's because this sociological construct of the government allows us to be specialized. But I, I actually like farming. Well, I like I doing a lot of stuff I don't do. But you yeah. should do hydroponics. Oh, that sure. Cool. Yeah, so yeah we, just, we, had, we, had, we had a garden at the, at the last house. You should just you know, set up like... Well, that know, was mostly... You, yeah, know, you, yeah, got, the, yeah, you got the skate park popping up, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, skate park. Yeah, so you need another building with just the hydroponics, man. That's That'd the future. Uh, we, we, we were thinking about doing that with the, with, the, with the detached building we have, but it's all... It's, it's, there's no light, so we have to like figure out a way to do something with like a greenhouse, I guess. Yeah, I greenhouse that bad boy. But dude, 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 first of all, like, I am all about self-sufficiency. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, we're we're almost off the grid in this place. If you try and do everything, you'll end up coming up short. In I disagree. Most things there's so there's there's, there's, there's two sayings. Specialize. There's two sayings. It's an ancient Japanese saying: a person who tries to catch two rabbits will catch neither. Right. Yeah. And then there's another saying that you may have heard: jack of all trades, master of yes. none. Right. You right. heard yeah. that? Yeah. You want to know what the real saying is? What? Jack of all trades, master of uh, jack of all trades, master of none. But every so often, better than a master of one. Mm. That's the full saying. Mm. Yeah. So. so 
It's, it's, it, you know, it, it depends. You know, in, in a, in a culture of all specialists, yeah, you know, that's what we've become. Mm. And we're hyper specialized now. It's like when it comes to building a computer, you've got like actually components and parts. You've got some people who specialize in one tiny aspect of like building the computer. Right. Someone focuses on like developing the plastics for the casings or whatever. Right. It used to be like way back in the day, the blacksmith was the guy who would like make the thing. Right. Now you've got added, you know, a thousand different specialties to make that job done. Mm. That's actually allowed us to make crazy new technology and improve mm. things. And, mm. and, but I think there's still fundamentals that everybody should probably work on. Being fit, for instance, knowing how to use a gun, probably. I think these are important things. There's yeah, like basic necessities of, for life. It's basic necessities for a man. It's like knowing how to change a tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just like simple things. Simple. Um, and depending on, depending on how good you want to be at them, you know, but I think, you know what I tell people? I tell people the one thing you can do right now is download a survival guide onto your phone. You might not never yeah. need to use it. Yeah. I did but, that. Yeah. But then you. Absolutely. You, That's a good idea. How many, how many, how many stories we heard about someone went for a walk and then they got lost in the woods. Right. So you look, pull, pull up your phone and it'll say, oh, here's what I do. Okay, cool. I got survive. a wilderness survival merit badge in Boy Scouts. I'm good out here. Perfect. There you go, man. <laughs> got this. Right on. I'm not like a sycophant for the government for government daddy to take care of us but uh-huh. i value some of the the safety that it provides i guess you or the think freedom it provides safety yeah the freedom like what like um if i go outside and someone wants to mug me they'll do that well <laughs> not if there's a police officer standing by <laughs> that's i don't know how, I don't know how what are the odds of that and and people get their know, but people get their square for instance you ever seen andy no get beat up in front uh, of police yep. yeah yeah oh yeah. no not in front of police i didn't see that dude oh, yeah. dude dude do you, oh, see, yeah. you see the video of the trump supporters the maga family yeah they're trying to leave and the cops stopped them and made them go into antifa yeah so look i, I like i said I think we need police. I think police serve a function. I'm not an anarchist or anything like that, but I absolutely have no problem criticizing the cops. We've had way too much this year of cops just enforcing these un- unconstitutional edicts from governors. Yeah. Instead of actually being there to help the people and protect them. Yeah. We had these gym owners by the old house in Jersey where they, they got arrested. Yeah. For just working out in a building. Yeah. You these can, cops didn't care. I'm free to drive on the freeway without getting hit by speeding cars because we you have- want the car speeding. No. They say that like people bullets. tend to concentrate more when they speed. <laughs> oh, they sure do. But if people are going different most, speeds, that I love would be this very dangerous. dangerous. Did you realize that most accidents are happening like within five minutes of your house? I've heard that. Yeah. 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 And 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 like usually like not speeding. Yeah, but that's because people aren't going thirty miles an hour differentials on the freeway because we have speed limits. So usually, usually people don't crash because people are speeding. So. Well. People, that's, that's people very, don't drive that's the speed limit, bro. Thing. People don't drive the speed limit. They're either and a the lover, most part they do. And then under penalty of law. Th- no, I mean, the, people always speed. They people always speed. Over, yeah. And then everybody speeds. Dude. Everybody goes five, ten Seven over. miles an hour over, maybe. I think that's my personal And then what happens maybe? is. Yeah. I've done 130 before. It's so yes. dangerous. I've done 130 <laughs> in a Honda Accord 91. It's not a piece of metal. The though. car, the car isn't even yeah. metal. Them things is made this out of is, plastic now. If you had a Lincoln towel car from the eighties, then yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, heavy. But you know, so my father dangerous. was my father was military. He taught me how to drive. But you know, I took that that bad boy down two eighty doing one hundred and thirty when I was like eighteen years old. <laughs> but your concentration, your focus is spiked. Not, I just don't suggest doing that. And keep in mind. Um, but I know how to drive really well. You need to, you need a driver. You holler at me. I'm I'm real good at driving. This My is, brother is actually a race car driver. Oh, but. this is this is just a like. There's different degrees of. I I, I don't know what the, what the what the term would be, but um, 
You've got people right now who are saying no one should be allowed to go outside because I'm scared of COVID. Yeah. Then you got other people saying, if you're scared, you stay home. I'm going to do my thing. So there's varying degrees of like how much freedom we should have versus how much security. And I think the difference is you're all about total freedom. Yeah. Even if it means you're not going to be, you're, you're going to have people zooming patch on the highway. You're like, well, you know, I'm free, right? Yeah, I'm free. There but freedom has a strange definition. Like total freedom means that a, you're out in the middle of, no, we've created freedom in the United States by a military force. So we're, we're giving ourselves freedom. Like you can walk around outside without getting jumped and punched in the middle no, of the day. No, that's a cultural thing, dude. It's because we have police protecting us. No, it's us. not. It is. If, if it was total law, lawlessness, you could also call that freedom. I, I think, go out there and urinate on your face and kick you in the teeth and take your money and no one's going to stop me. No, 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 dude, that, dude, I'm free. How do, you do that, how do you do that with the AK strapped to my back? Yeah, right. Uh, what if I, what if I get myself. to jump on you? I mean, you, if you want to fight for a living, you're going to end up getting beat down. That's just the, the problem. I don't, I don't think so. So I know the problem with you. Oh, I know the problem with you. You have no faith in people. Oh, not, I wouldn't say that. That's everything you've said today. You don't have faith in people that can, well, they people can drive animals, fast. Dude. You, you don't, you think that if the government wasn't there, somebody come pee on your face. <laughs> uh, people <laughs> would be hacking your bank account. No. You would have no recourse. Um, that's, but here's what you listen. When we're talking about being safe in public, that's not police. The police, the, the police. Reason most people aren't crazy outside. Is you know who hacks, you know who hacks your bank account? The, IRS the government. Yeah, account. seriously. So, Look, I, I think I, I don't. I don't expect if I'm gonna be walking down the street, the reason someone's not gonna mug me is because cops exist. We, that's not true. We have the death penalty. People still commit these crimes. We, we yeah, know for we'd a fact. We'd have a lot more crime. I could take if you. I could take you down the block right now. You won't. You won't walk back from. Yeah. I, the, the, too, the, the yeah. cops. The cops don't give a damn. What, I know. And I then know. what if the whole world was like that? That'd I mean, that is no. That'd be bro, no. It's not. The, we have order. State. I mean, if you're saying bro. pure chaos, it would Listen, be a lot. Are you familiar with the Wild Wild West? I mean, I know of it. Yeah. Was it wild or was it peaceful? <laughs> I think it was wild. People would get scalped and murdered and shot. It was, yeah. it was, Dude. people would die okay, of dysentery. So everything you just said is ahistorical. What do you mean? The wild, wild west was actually really peaceful. For who? For everybody. You'd walk into a town and everybody was strapped up. You, yeah. you, That's that right, was the a last polite society. They were like, a they very were, polite they were society. The but natives. hold on. They had duels. So it was like genociding the natives. No, that's the government. I mean, it was uh, that the government were, sanctioned that the natives would come scalp people. The people would kill. It was um, and it was government. The sanctioned. natives were scalping. Yeah, but bro, people? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where'd you get your his... history from? TV? I guess some of it. Probably. So, so hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, dude. What do you think would happen if you went to like North Africa and the Middle East? If you went to Libya right now? They'd scalp you. <laughs> you know, just like, walked in, walked in. And was you're, like, you're, you're talking about going into. Is, be like, I'm here. You're going into like. Uh, Pure chaos? Not pure chaos, but when, when you're talking about police right now in a heavily developed and peaceful nation, for the most part, crime has been on the decline for several decades. The reason why you're not getting muggle time is not because cops exist. However, I do think cops serve a, a purpose in that they, they do and can stop violent and criminals. And they deter it as well. So I think, but, but for the most part, the reason why you're not getting mugged is because people don't aren't going to mug you well people are animals and when they get hungry they go crazy so you got to keep them well, people mind. are desperate uh poverty breeds crime and so you know we we, we can i don't know we, we can figure out ways to solve cultural issues but for the most part violent crime has been going down the existence of police i don't think is stopping you from getting mugged because people mug even though there is a penalty even though there are cops that can be called it's just that you know we we are learning to live i got to a challenge for you 
If we removed government, what good would happen? That's a good question. If it was just like no government at all. Yeah, what good could come from it? I could uh, you see when you when you talk about removing the state, everybody runs to the extremes and the bad thing that can happen. And you can and, and the thing is, the way the, the, the human consciousness is rigged today, it's rigged to automatically go to doubt and fear. This is old Napoleon Hill. Stuff, I got one for right? you. What's that? If we got rid of the state right now, nonviolent drug offenders could go home to their families. Mm-hmm. Boom. See That's that? big. And I think that should happen. And people were calling on, on Trump to do it, but he didn't do it. All criminals would Maybe. go home. Yeah, for sure. If we got real yeah. estate, all, all prisons but, but would be so, wide open. But the point he was making was, name a good thing. Did you hear what he just did, though? He turned it into a bad thing. He did it again. <laughs> you wanna, yeah. Well, if you want to remove prisons from the equation completely, open up all jails, but all that prisons. Wasn't the, that, that wasn't, wasn't the challenge. The challenge was, if you give me, like... A box no, no, listen, of, listen, of listen. nine venomous snakes and a chipmunk, and you're like, no, look no, how no, good no, the dude, chipmunk, dude, dude. look how good the chipmunk is. Here's Isn't the, this box I'll, great. I'd be like, I'll well, tell you the point I'm trying to make. I think there are way too many nonviolent drug offenders who should be home with their families, and and we want to keep the violent, psych- psychopathic, rapists and murderers in prison. You know, I, I would, I would even challenge anarchist. that, man, because I think I agree we should leave the nonviolent, and I think the people in prison should have better. I think they should have access to video. I don't believe. And, I, I mess your head up. I don't believe in the prisons. So what do you what do you do when someone you know, like a serial killer? First of all, if you have somebody who's a known proven serial killer, what we do is we admit them to uh, a psychotherapy facility, and this is where college kids get to train. You get to train on these so called inmates, but they become case studies so we can learn the brain and learn behavior more, and we introduce these people to more nutritious environments. Right. And when I say nutritious, it doesn't mean, you know, these four walls that are super cold and, you know, you're locked down for 20. Like, what does that actually do for the human mind? Now, are we going to set this person free? Probably not. They're probably going to be imprisoned, imprisoned. I would I've removed the word imprisoned. I don't know what that word is. I'd have to take incarcerated or I would remove that. I would remove that. that, Too much, you know, dogma comes with that stuff. You know, we'd have to think of it. Let's say this. Who would be imprisoning them, though? Let's 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 just. Uh, 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 I mean, these are all these are all great. These are all great questions. Right. Um, But what I'm saying is. The institution of prison needs to be revamped. I agree. Right? I totally agree. Oh, yeah. It needs to be more about rehabilitation yes. and not imprisonment yes. because the majority of the people there aren't there voluntarily. They're there because of circumstance, the environment they were brought up in. That's pretty much the only place they could end up is in prison. I'll tell I you agree, this. Man. If we if there was no state, we'd have a lot less serial killers because everybody would be strapped. Yep. The way you put it. Yeah. I say I think I, I think most conservatives would probably agree with that. Everybody need to be strapped up, yo. You, when you're born, <laughs> when you're born, you, a gun should come with your diaper. But, yo. <laughs> we used to. We don't have a lot of documentation of the past, but I think there were a lot of serial killers in the past, and it was just normal. Oh, dude, yeah, probably people just walked around and killed. Violence no is one was the there norm to stop them. For yeah, yeah. We live in a very. I was reading. I was reading. Yeah. Uh, I, I told this story before. I was at Glenn Beck Studio, and he's got these old newspapers just mounted on the on, on the walls. Mm-hmm. And I was reading one of them, and it was about a, some guy walked out of a bar, and then some other guy walked out of the bar and took a pistol, like mid eighteen hundreds, and just mm. put it to his chest and pulled the trigger. Mm. No reason, just mm. did it. Mm. But I'm like. That stuff happens in Chicago all the time, man. I grew up around. Not that. all the time. You know, you, no, no, you know, no, 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 no. So that's a that's hyperbole for sure. No, it's all the time. Yeah, it's all, all the, time. the time. Would mean nonstop every every second. day. Every okay, day. every day is different than all the time. So, so when I say all the time, 
you you are in a state where at any point throughout the day it's going to happen and it happens almost every single day so yeah i think it's fair to say all the time it's just an extreme statement it's not accurate no you're just like trying to argue dude. so so th- 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 what's your name one more time i'm terrible yeah. at names ian if i had you on my team you'd be quality assurance we wouldn't bring you anything until like me and tim sat down and i'd be like okay tear this apart tell me everything wrong with it Right. And I think there's a lot of people that have these strengths. Some people are optimists, some people are pessimists. I would put you in a pessimist category. And I would say, Tim, us optimists, let's get together. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And- to be fair, he- Ian's usually the optimist. I'm usually the pessimist. Well, I'm saying in the context of, this, of, of right, right, the first right. time I'm meeting him. Yeah. Every time, like I said, say something positive, and he was like, "We're gonna die and get our get pissed <laughs> on." Right? So, in, you know, in the context of this conversation, this is how I'm viewing Ian. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I would take all the optimists and say, if we didn't have government, what good could happen? And we'd paint our flowers over here. Then I'd bring it in and say, "Hey, here's what we got. Tear it apart." Then you. Write down everything that's wrong with this, and I'd go back to my optimism. All right, how do we fix these problems, right? Yeah. And that's how we use each other. But the 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 thing I I believe is you have to escape that 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 thinking momentarily and say I'm not going to think about the bad that can come because that's too easy. What's hard is to think about what good can come. That's hard, and the and the system has been con, has conditioned us. To think only about fear and I, to think about only but, the but, bad. But you know what? I man? don't think it is a system. I think it's human evolution. Because in order to survive, you have to think about what's bad. You can't really spend a lot of think- time thinking about how nice that flower smelled when there's a saber-toothed tiger behind you. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even necessarily cultural unless we're talking about like the evolution. Did humans coexist there's, there's a point. Whatever. <laughs> there's, there's a point to be made there. But when we're do- dealing with a media who exasperates fear. Yeah. Well, they know. Right. Like, like they take something that's carnal and then they just set fire to it and just, you know, pour gasoline on it. They they gaslight us. You know what? You know, you know what the the problem is? The problem is the media is giving us fake hardship. Yes. Real hardship is a good thing. Yes. Like when you get kids who grow up with snowplow parents who are pushing all the obstacles out of their way, they grow up, they can't survive properly. Right. Then you get these people and the media screams in their faces nonstop. The orange man is bad. Right. And then their whole identity becomes the world is ending. The sky is falling. Yeah. Because they, they didn't go. You know why I don't, when, when Trump got elected, I laughed in 2016. I just put my feet up and I was laughing. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd have a YouTube video. I'm just laughing for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Because dude, I've been through, through hardship to where I'm like, this is not the biggest problem anybody's going to have. And they're like, but he's going to take people's rights away it's like dude you do not remember anything about politics or what goes on you know nothing about like living in a a city like chicago these suburb kids think they have it bad because the tv told them it's true yeah they need to go out and go camping for a couple weeks just like get back to nature and just you know learn how to start a fire maybe maybe hunt some no they need to go to the hood fishing yeah Yeah. south america i mean i mean i would say i would say that the jungle they need to come hang out in trenton new jersey in the jungles that's what they need to do they need a, a field trip to the hood and, and come live in the projects for a few weeks. It's so easy to get hurt in life. It's so easy to die. It's so hard to live and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It takes everything that we can. This all this I don't think technology so, that we've built, modern medicine, clean water, fresh air. Like it's healthy so food, easy yeah. to die. And it's so <laughs> That's easy. True. Is it? That's true. Yeah. You could there are so many things that can kill you in this world. And there's so there's just like specific ways to live. Why are you so negative? Well, I'm oh a real, I'm realist. I used to be. I think very it's so optimistic. easy to live. You think it so? is, dude. It's not in our world. It is yes. because we have clothing and food that's We're provided in a first for world us. Country. 
Capitalism has. Oh, you're saying that's, in, that's in some true. of the other countries, right? Oh, yeah, it's a fight to live. Speaking. Yeah, 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 some yeah, places yeah. you gotta, you know, yeah, yeah you're. Uh, uh, this is this is this is one of the problems we have as a culture right now is that we used to have to run full speed every day, and I mean figuratively yeah. to survive. You wake up, you work, you then as soon as the sun goes down, you're sleeping, but you work nonstop all day every day. So check this out. You keep talking about all these people in this country that have a lower life expectancy rate, right? It's because of this iPhone. It's because of our freedom. Our The cost of our freedom is somebody else's freedom. What do you mean? That's true. The cost of United States freedom is somebody else. All right, so whatever sneakers you got on. Slaves in China. The, the slaves in China. Yep. Our technology, the slaves that's mining the coltan, yeah. the slaves that's mining the gold. There's always going to be somebody's freedom yep. that's taken for yours. Well, for your luxury. Because we for, don't need the phone. You, you can go out right. and live in the middle of the woods and, you know, make a mud hut. You could. You could. But it's easier not to. Right. Very, a, a lot easier not to. <laughs> this that's, is, that's a very hard life to live. Yeah. This is what's funny about when people criticize the left, saying things like, you use an iPhone, you use this computer. And right. They, and they, they, then they have this comic where they're like, oh, I'll put a, you know participate in society or whatever some stupid comic yeah they think that they're allowed to use these things that cause suffering around the world because they're more effective and better off with them they don't understand that you want to complain about the the millionaires the billionaires the big corporations the exploitation Mm -hmm. you want to complain about capitalism and then use all of the fruits of how capitalism enriches your life and makes it easier yeah but you choose to do it at any point you could say no but they, right. don't, they don't want to. They don't want to. They want the luxury. They want the luxury. They want to complain about it to seem like, you know what it is? It's guilt. They're like, I feel yeah. really bad that the people at the Foxconn labs are walking off the building in mass suicide. Yeah. I'll complain about it, but I'll keep using the phone. Yeah. That's what I tell people. I'm like, when people say, oh, I love America. I'm like, you don't love America. You love the luxury of America. Yeah. You love the fact that, you know, we, we take a dump in water. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you love. You love that running water. You love that electricity. You love that Wi-Fi. You love that beer. You love that bread and circus. Fast food, man. Yeah. That's what you love. You love the luxury of America. You love the fact that we don't got to deal with mosquitoes like that. And if we did, we could just buy a can of off. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The conveniences of living in America. But all of that comes at the expense of somebody else's freedom, man. Or it comes at the expense of nature. But we're trying to change that. Like one of the, one of the the big moves, or I think one of the big drivers of, you know, Trump's base is, Bringing manufacturing and, and, and uh, back to America and yes. becoming more reliant on ourselves and our community. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant thing to do. Donald Trump's the best president we've ever had. I think you so think too. so? He is the best president we've wow. ever had. At least in my lifetime. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, actually. You know, at least in my lifetime. There's a lot of things he was bad about in terms of character and demeanor. But in terms of these past couple of years with dealing with pulling our troops out. And that to me was like great on foreign policy. We didn't enter no new war. It's amazing. How, right. Wow. We could do that. I didn't even know that was a possibility. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> that was just a thing that happened. Like America would slip and fall and drop a missile on you know, foreign <laughs> country. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, new wars. Know, and we were close to it because he brought Bolton in. Okay. Bolton wanted, Bolton said right. we'd be celebrating in, in Tehran. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, uh, I think I want to say under Clinton and maybe even Bush, um, you know, the, the 90, late 90s and the early 2000s was kind of good, man. You could leave a job and walk right into another one. The economy was yep. booming then, too. Good economy. Great, great economy. The economy ain't looked that well in a long time. No, uh, under Trump, it was better. It was. Yeah. To quote Jim Cramer. Well, I'm I mean, I lived expert. that. Yeah. I lived that, Tim. It's you one thing. It it's one thing to study 
what they say. It's another thing to live in the late '90s and the early 2000s. Anecdotal evidence. There. I don't. I don't know, man. Let me let me tell you this. See, <sighs> in the in the, in the late '90s. I was only able to get like one Power Ranger action figure, but for some reason now that I'm 34, I could buy all of them. <laughs> the economy must be great. Yeah, the economy must be, yeah. it must be way good <laughs> right now. It seems like the economy's falling apart right now with our oh, 27 yeah. national oh, yeah. debt. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, it's COVID. COVID's uh, killing I'll us. tell you this. I'll tell it's you this. It's the debt, though. It's they, just had, they just had the CDC director on. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was saying, we never said to lock down, sh- shut down schools. We never said to do this. And New York's like, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Why? Blunts, why, yeah. why? Why is New York shutting down the schools when the CDC has never recommended that? Mm. Because then the parents can't go to work. Why, mm. So why would they do this? Mm. Cripple the economy. Yeah, it's crippling the economy. I'm not going to say they're doing it on purpose, but man, these people—they must know what they're doing, destroying the economy. They want. They want. They want. Um. They want bigger rent. They, they want, want you to know why you need them. Mm-hmm. Well, check this out. If we remove the little guy. You know, his little mom and pop shop and all of that. And we make this Amazon monopoly come about who will spend money and doesn't care if they lose money. Yeah, right? that's crazy, right? Then I can charge them a premium in rent. And then, you yeah. know, real estate goes up in this area. And all of these people are invested in real estate and invested in these companies. And so are these, you know. You know, uh, you know, the Amazon store in Seattle, the one where you. OK. It, so you sign up when you walk in, the, the camera scan you. Yeah. Take whatever you want and you walk out and it charges you. Right. Right. So I did this bit where I went in and figured out how to actually walk out without getting charged for any goods very easily. How'd you do that? So uh, I, I already released information before. And I'll tell you this. When people learn how a magic trick is done, mm-hmm. it loses the magic. Yes. But it really is very simple. So I, I, when I saw that they, they launched this store, I'll tell you the first part, the first point I wanted to make. When I discovered how to easily steal whatever I wanted without being tracked, mm-hmm. I called and asked for a comment. And the response I got was basically, we don't care about shoplifting hmm. because we make so much money that if some, you could steal everything and we still make more money. Yes. They were like, by not hiring anybody, we're making ridiculous profits. Stealing means nothing to us. Yeah. And, and shortage is accounted for anyway. Exactly. So yeah. they put in the price. And so they're like, we don't care that you figured this out. And I was like- Shrinkage, I'm sorry. It was so easy to do. Anybody could do it right now. And they're like, we, we literally don't care. Yeah. So here's how you do it. It's really simple. You just have someone else fill up a bag and then you pick the bag up and walk out mm. and it doesn't charge you mm. because they're tracking the bag, not what's in it. Mm. So if someone fills a bag up and then you pick it up and walk out with it mm-hmm. and then the person walks out with no bag, mm-hmm. no one gets charged. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So don't do that, by the way. <laughs> hey, hey, for you know? my people out there trying to get reparations. Don't no, do it, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> but the point was they told me. They were, they were like, the, the funny thing was they kind of freaked out when they found out I did it because I filmed mm. a video on it. Yeah. And I showed like my app said nothing was, was charged. Mm. And it, no, I made sure something got charged on purpose. So you okay. could see that I had a receipt. It was right. like a pack of gum. Right. And I was like, but you can clearly see we got a bunch of stuff. But we did pay for it. I didn't steal anything. Right. What we did was we just swapped bags to see if it would work. Okay. And so they basically were like, wait a minute. Did you swap bags with someone? And I was like, yes. And they were like, oh. And I was like, but you realize that allows people to walk out and like, oh, of course. But, you know, we don't care. Exactly. We make so much money. We just don't that, care. That, and, that's, and, that's, and that's exactly who they want to replace New York real estate with. Yep. Yeah. People who got money to burn. And then, you know, it's crazy. I was talking to my friend about COVID lockdown. And he mm-hmm. said, we need a lockdown. We need a lockdown now hard. And the government needs to just pay everybody to stay home. 
And I said, where do you think that money comes from? And he goes, the taxpayer. And I was like, even if that was the case, do you know where the money is going? It's mm-hmm. going to big box stores. It's going to Amazon. Yeah. It is the largest tra- wealth transfer ever in history. Mm-hmm. If, if all they did was print money, mm-hmm. then they're diluting your, your money and your savings, mm-hmm. taking your job away so you can't make money, and then giving it all to the ultra-wealthy major monopolies. Yeah. If it was just taxpayer dollars, and he was like, no, it's taxpayer dollars. They're giving it back to the people. And then the people give it right back to Amazon because mom-and-pop shops are closed. Yeah. So you're transferring your wealth to Amazon. They don't care about losing money. They got too much. And they're going to buy up these buildings, and they're going to replace all these stores, and it's going to be owned by a small handful of people. Poor people make poor decisions. Mm. I think so. I think I think uh, uh, it's 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 broad, but it is generally true. But mm. I, the way I put it is, a person is smart, people are stupid. Uh, who? Quote, quote, a person is smart, people pe- are stupid. People are stupid. I to like quote, that. To quote, it's from Men in Black. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. He says a, a person is smart, people are dumb, panicky animals. Yeah, you know especially it. when you put them together in packs. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They tend to uh, infect each other with the same ignorance. Yeah. So he wants a lockdown. That's the, that's my big problem with the lockdown. The lockdowns, it's like a lot of the governments aren't even saying it. Like I saw like two black people blue checks like, oh, we need another lockdown. I'm like, for what? <laughs> if you are afraid of the COVID virus, don't come outside. Lock yourself down. Quarantine yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, man. This is D. the libertarian versus authoritarian. I'm not saying everybody who wants mm-hmm. a lockdown is a hardcore authoritarian. They might just not be very smart or it might be the one issue, but... I remember when they banned cigarettes in Chicago from bars, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand it. Mm. They were like, they're going to pa- they pass a citywide ordinance. You can't smoke in, in restaurants or bars anymore. And right. I was like, I don't understand why. Why, why are they doing that? Yeah. Because I don't smoke. I hate smoke. Because it's affecting somebody else's health. Sure, sure. But I, I, I've, I tried smoking when I was a kid. Everyone's like, here, try a cigarette. I tried a cigarette. Don't like it. I don't want to smoke. Don't smoke. I don't smoke weed. I, don't, I, I used to drink. I don't drink. Right. I don't tell people they can't do it. And so if I go to an establishment and they say, you want to smoke? And people are smoking, and I don't like it. You yeah. know what I do? I just leave. I leave. Right. That's it. It's really simple. Yeah. It's not, it's not very hard. I just get up and walk out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with that. You know, I, I like, I like, I like both ends. You know, because sometimes you got a family restaurant, and it's like, oh yeah, I got a smoking section, and it's just like maybe restaurants should have been the ones to dictate that, right? But um, I think if they lose the business because families don't want to go there, go yeah, exactly. Somebody should, and that's that's why I say like. That ruins capitalism, right? Yeah. You come in, you set this ordinance that says, hey, you know, smoking's bad for everybody, da 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 da. When you could have just waited for some capitalists and say, hey, look, we don't allow smoking in our building. Everybody come here. And then all the non smokers will go there, and then the smokers will go here, and everybody's happy. You know what I think would happen is they would slowly start making the smoking areas sm- smaller and further away. Mm. But I, I guess the You know, issue- the difference between smokers and non smokers is? What is it? Smokers tip better. Really? They tip better? Oh, yes. Really? T- smokers used to tip better, bro. Really? Why yeah. is that? Uh, cause they're cooler people. Oh yeah, that explains it. Yeah, I mean these are these are people that are cool, down to earth. They kind of do don't... you smoke? Uh, I used to. Oh okay. I smoke weed every now and then. Um, I- I'll have a cigarette every now and then if I'm having alcohol, like you know whatever, whatever. But I'm not a smoker. I used to be yeah. a smoker, but nah, man, you know, uh, you know, non-smokers tend to be like you know real snooty and. <laughs> You know, <laughs> is that how I is that how I go? You smoke, right? I don't, Weed. I don't smoke. Yep, that's it. It's been a while though. I'm I'm, I'm I'm uptight and snooty and arrogant. <laughs> yeah, me too. How oh. dare you, sir, come into my <laughs> home with your cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so we got that Puritan movement that was in you know mm. was heavy in the United States, and yeah. in some ways I agree, in some ways I don't. And I agree in a lot of ways culturally, but when they start like legislating stuff, I'm like, ah, that's where I'm partnering with you, man. It's it's. 
you know, there's it's it's not just uh, one way or the other. It's not it's not black or white. There's yeah. nuance. It's, some some things it makes sense to say you can't do, like asbestos, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. Because people aren't aren't realizing that's around them. They're yeah. Not, and then all of a sudden you get some something happens. People get sick. Yeah. There's also the issue when it comes to smoking. I can understand the point. I don't necessarily agree with it that people don't realize how much damage they're doing by having these establishments where people smoke. Yeah. So for instance, you might not mind smoking. Right. You might not mind the smoke from other people. Right. But it's messing you up a little bit. Yes. So you go into the bar and you're like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But now it's creating a net negative for the, you know for everybody else. Indeed. But the, the problem I have with that is the logical conclusion is to just take everything, take anything pleasurable, just, you know, lock people down. And that that's, to me, that's just... It's ridiculous. You look. You remember what Bloomberg did when he banned soda, large sodas? What What do you do? Michael Bloomberg in New York banned large soda. Right. I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know if he yeah, failed. Yeah, I remember failed. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know what he said when he was asked about it? What? Tax the poor. He said the poor make, poor people make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. He basically said that. He said, you've got all these poor people that waste their money on things that are bad for their health. And if we were managing their lives for them, they'd be better off. Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh-uh. I mean, the, the government, <laughs> nah, the government okay just, just, it, they suck at holding, you know, some people accountable, which is why they shouldn't be allowed to make these decisions. Because if it was me, I would just ban soda, period. Like, look, don't sell no, don't sell no soda, soda in my state. Done. Dude, sugar. You would ban soda? I'd ban soda. I mean, if I was an evil dictator. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, I'd ban cilantro. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cilantro. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm kidding. That's so good for you. I just don't like it. Sugar's I don't like. Sugar I don't like fennel, anise, caraway, and cilantro. Get it out. Just get rid of it. Yeah. I, all bad. I, I know. I, I, I go back and forth with, you know, the, the existence of the state. I'm like, I don't like the existence of the state. But if I'm dictator... Oh well, yeah. So, so, <laughs> right? so, so hold on. Here's the here's always the big challenge, right? Yeah. Do you think China is doing their best to to dominate, to take over, to seize power and land and resources? Oh, they're doing such a great job. So, what would happen if we didn't have the state? They just walk right in. What do you mean walk right in? They already took over. They own us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walk true. right in. Well, Joe Biden's president uh, president elect. They said so. You know, they, I guess so. They own our debt. They trade our debt. They own land. They, they own large they, swaths of land in the, they, in the yeah. Western U.S. Yeah, Chinese even, military on every corner. You can't even buy something that's not from China. Like, Seriously. what do you mean? Like, well, well, I got this. Uh, aren't the my pillows from America? They are from America. Yeah, yeah. I got one of those Mike my Lindell. pillow things. Mike, yeah, you know, my pillow. Yeah, the pillow guy. What part, what part of it is from America? And what part of it's oh, from China? Oh wait, he's got the uh, the Giza sheets from yeah, from does. from Egypt. He oh okay. Them, get some from Egypt. No, I'm pretty sure they make the whole thing in America. They do, nice, yeah. that's they dope. It here as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Really props nice. to stuff like that, right? So if people really cared, like those industries would thrive. Yep. People say, look, let's start with pillows, right? The great pillow revolution, mm, <laughs> and yes. then everybody just slowly transfer that, right? That's right? I think we need to start with shoes. If you, want to, if you want to screw over China, start with shoes. Yep. Recovered start. plastic and graphene. You want to, you I want to something? Yeah, want I like something. that too. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Who's that? You want to know how they make skateboards? How? The wood comes from typically Canada. Okay. They send it to China. <laughs> they cut it and turn it into a skateboard and ship it to California. <laughs> Amazing. What is China doing that we can't do? I'm uh-huh. going to tell you it's, what. Listen, listen. What? This is what's crazy. Yeah. It is cheaper because uh-huh. of the labor costs. Yes. To get the wood from Canada, ship it thousands of miles to China, yeah. then thousands of miles back because people in America for labor cost too much money. No, because we have something called minimum wage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the problem. And China got, doesn't have no minimum wage. They're going to pay you whatever the heck yeah, to get it done. I, I, I think and I like that. No, no. I think you know what it might be? It might, it might be free trade. Well, how so? So if we just said, 
if a skateboard is being imported and it costs it and it is undercutting American goods, we mm. put a tariff on it. Yeah, that's one way to do it. I, you know, but again, that's like utilizing the government. I just say, yeah. you know, um, let people let's like, what they like, like to repeal pay. these laws, like repeal minimum wage. And then that becomes a school project. What if kids in schools for school projects made skateboards and every kid that wanted to make skateboards spent an hour making sp- skateboards a day all across the nation? It's pretty fun. Right? Like, yeah. what if that was a job for skateboarders? Like, yo, bro, you want to really rad work for a day in the, in the, in the, in the, you know what I mean? Like, there's ways that these things can happen. And besides, machines are going to do it. So you really just feed it into a machine and the machine skateboards will work. I, I don't know if, I don't know if they do it that way. I, I is there some hand hand tooling like yeah so you 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 put it's the seven layers of wood and then they right. have a mold and they put the glue on it and then they press it and they hold it down for a certain amount of time okay I, I i they probably have some kind of mass production process for sure especially in china yeah you know you know the big problem is though is that very obviously and uh with all due respect mm. the boards that come out of china are not good no kidding. I, I, could, I could imagine. Mm-hmm. They're just they, trying to meet meet a quota and, shop, exactly. and ship them out. That's why I said you got to have people who like actually care about it. If a skateboarder made the skateboard, everyone would come out perfect. You know, but the big companies that know how to do it, mm-hmm. get the labor and everything done in China, those yeah. are really, really, those are the best. Okay. So when the wood comes from U.S. or Canadian rock maple and gets sent over and then pressed mm-hmm. and everything gets sent back and then they yeah. quality test it and they know what so they're when getting. So when is the Tim Pool skateboarding manufacturing company come <laughs> actually yeah we're gonna do it we're totally doing it that's yeah. dope so we got uh the detached building outside they're turning it into a skate park okay and then we've got a back room and i'm just gonna i'm gonna start making a bunch of gear and that's we're gonna how you have, do it yeah we'll have some beanies we'll have some shirts we'll have some skateboards and we're gonna film videos save america one skateboard at a time that's man. correct made in america so the, here's a challenge though mm-hmm. dude everything's made in china right so i've i've looked at some american companies and they're like i'm like they're not that good yeah. because it, they're expensive for one. Yeah. I don't mind that. But that means people who buy it from me. I'm not looking to make a hard profit off of the goods. Yeah. I'll probably sell them at cost to cover costs. Yeah. Because we're going to be doing videos and we're going to be doing YouTube. And so we'll yeah. probably try and find ways to monetize in other directions. Mm. But it's still going to be expensive compared to these boards they send over to China because the labor is so cheap. Man goes to Chinese man. He said, Chinese man, you're getting these materials from another Chinese man for double the price you're getting it that I'm offering. Chinese man go yeah, but I buy from Chinese man. Yep, you see that he's he'll 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 pay double to keep the money in the fam to keep the power of the power of the chain uh supply chain. Yep, before he allows you to infiltrate the industry. That's in America, culture. That's what Americans don't got. They don't got that culture where they say I'll do without unless one of my own makes it. It's that independent spirit. Yeah, individualism. And stop asking Trump to do it. Trump mm-hmm. got enough swamp creatures around him to worry about. You help him, yeah. You think he's going to win? No, I want him to. I mean, <laughs> you know, we got a uh, old girl with the cracking. What's her name? Sydney Powell. Yeah. You know, allegedly she got the cracking. It's like let that thing out. You know, I we only got like two, dude. three. I, I mean, she had it. She would have released the joint, right? Maybe not. Uh, the, the the argument is that. She's got to wait to, to present it to a judge. Right. And I think it's a fair point. If she started going into the media and dumping all these documents, then, yeah, the judge would get mad. Well, that too. And then people could tear it apart and start to plan for it. I know they're going to yeah, have right. to have some time for discovery. Don't give your enemies yeah, your, you, your, your strategy. So I get it. There's a lot of things that we don't understand about the legal system that has to take place. So I'm putting my trust in Cindy Powell and Giuliani and, and hoping that they know what they're doing. Right. And and uh, I think there's a chance that they might be able to bring something before the Supreme Court and keep President Trump. And I think that there there is a 
play to be had there because the media is going to take a, a ton of money. They're going to win big off of Trump because people will be mad for another four years. Mm-hmm. You know that, that, how much that's worth the equity in that? Mm-hmm. So. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see the left crying and in tears again. Um, they're <laughs> no, no, going to torch the streets, dude. though. You remember 2016? Yes. You were. You said you were laughing. Yeah. I was having a good time. Right. We saw this, like, th- throughout the night, there was a slow motion breakdown where you had the New York Times had that meter, and it was like 99% Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And then throughout the night, it slowly started moving over. Yeah. And you could see, with each passing moment, the meter moving, <laughs> the sweat was getting thicker and thicker, and, like, the freak out. And then once it crossed over to 50-50, they're, like, shaking. Yeah. I was in a room with, I was, with, I was hanging out with Cassandra Fairbanks. And she was all for Trump, mm. but she was like, I know he's not going to win. Mm-hmm. And everyone else this office were like snooty Democrat pro-Hillary. Mm-hmm. Throughout the night, she started smiling and laughing. Everyone else was freaking out crying. Once, once they called it for Trump, I just was laughing. I, mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yeah. But I tell you this, man. If Trump pulls it off, mm-hmm. whatever their plan is, maybe there's a Kraken. I don't know. I think, I think chances are slim. Like you said, you don't think he's going to win, but we'll see. But yeah, I'll tell you this. I hope he does, though. They went out dancing in the street this time. Who, the million Mecca March? No, 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 no. All the Democrats. when they when Oh, they, when yeah, they, when this happened, yeah. They're they popping champagne. They're pulling their masks off. Right. They're sharing bottles. Yeah. Could you imagine a month-long slow-motion defeat compared to a one-day slow-motion defeat? I'm hoping that's what happens. <laughs> gonna, instead, of, instead of just a, uh, like an, a half an hour of them get like nervously shaking, yes. it's going to be a week of them like freaking out if we get to that point yeah yeah but, know, the other, though, but the other side of me says if if biden is true and indeed the the president then we get to see the disappearance of black lives matter and i'd love to see them disappear <laughs> right black people we go back to the back of the bus and 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 i like it better there where you know white people leave us alone and stop trying to use us for their agendas because if Biden's president, you can no longer say there's a police brutality problem because that would mean you voted him in. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's the difference. So <laughs> this stuff started under Obama. Yeah. And then, but, but the. Well, it didn't start under Obama. Right, but right, right. Yes. Well, Black Lives Matter officially formalized, but. The, Correct. The things that were happening were happening for a while. Right. But now the big difference with, with Biden is that they voted him in. Right. So you can't you, complain you, now. You had, you had back during uh, uh, Ferguson and stuff. Like, I didn't vote for Obama the second time. I voted him for the first time okay. and then immediately regretted it because right. he started the war and all, started doing more war stuff. Yeah. But I knew a lot of people who were like, I didn't vote. I didn't vote for him. I don't care. You know, they were young. They were 18. It was 2012, 2013. So they didn't vote for him the first or second time. Yeah. Now they did. Now they did vote for Biden. Right. So now it's like when all this stuff keeps happening. You got nobody gonna, to blame yourself. And what's going to happen is somebody's going to capture some police brutality on film. They're going to record it. It's going to go viral on Twitter or something else. And then they're going to ask themselves, why isn't MSNBC covering this? Why isn't CNN? And it's like, well, do you remember that under Obama's presidency, when Black Lives Matter first hit the scene and it was a hashtag, they wouldn't let the hashtag trend and they gave it unfavorable coverage? Mm -hmm. Those are the times we're going to go back to. And I like those times when they ignore black people, because that's when we really start coming together. It works really well for us. When the white liberals are not business, it just sends us awry. This is, the, this is what I can't stand uh, about the modern left, though. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. At, we had people of all different races and backgrounds. Uh-huh. Never really came up. Like, what? Race? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like, we had, I always tell a story. We had one friend who would call everybody by their racial slur, but we thought it was funny. Yeah. Because we grew up watching South Park and Family Guy, so it was like... Oh, it's very toxic culture. Yeah, you think so? Well, according to left standards. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But having a, a friend it. walk up and be like, you know, he's like, yo, what up? And then, you know, spout like a slur. I'd be like, well, what up, dude? And yeah. we'd like, what's going on? We yeah. like, we're, it was like, we were all hanging out. 
it was never an issue to anybody. Yeah. The, the, those are the great 90s, early 2000s. And then I went to Occupy Wall Street, and all of a sudden they were like, we got to put all the different races in different groups. No joke. They had they had voting Which bodies. Which Occupy Wall Street? New York. Zuccotti Park? Yeah. You know Dwayne Henry? Uh, I'm pretty sure. He, yeah, ran, he ran media there, had the long yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my homie. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they created caucuses where they put different races in different voting groups. Really? I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, nah. Wow, I didn't know that. So, I used to pop up there every once in a while, give a few speeches, ru- you know, ruffle a few feathers and, and argue with people. Did you have the same hair? Because nah, I might have seen was, you there. it was super short there. Right on. It was just growing in. Yeah. That's young daddy Boston. I was young. Hotel <laughs> Jesus. I was hanging out there. I'd sleep in the park. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. It was a good time. It was fun. But but think about the premise a of that. A lot of crazy people, though. What was the premise of that? Federal Initially? Reserve. I mean, it was. Yeah. Initially. It's the same Federal problem Reserve. now. They're, blam- they're blaming Trump for all the woes, whereas our, we're printing up trillions and trillions of dollars in but deficit. But you, you see how the original movement was centered around the big problem, yeah, the real problem. And it should be, too. And then all of a sudden, it shifted to... All these other problems. I went to this Million MAGA march and I was talking to people on the street about the Federal Reserve and everybody would light up when I would start talking about it. Yeah. You, have you seen this comic where there's this like, it's like a very fancy looking room. Okay. And there's a guy sitting at a desk mm-hmm. with like a big fancy chair and there's a big window. Mm-hmm. Outside the window, it's a bunch of protesters mm-hmm. and a big sign says Occupy Wall Street being held up. Mm. And the man sitting at the table is smiling and he says, introduce identity politics. Yeah. That's what, that's really what happened. Yeah. The, the... People, I'm like, man, the, the revolution will not be televised. Y'all revolution that y'all following is is controlled. It's controlled opposition. And and they saw that. They saw quickly with the Occupy movement. They said, oh, no, we can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start controlling the opposition. And then that's what they did with Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and some you know, of these other organizations. Early on at Occupy, like the first week, there were conservatives and libertarians down there hanging out with these like socialists and anarchists. Really? There was a, there was a, uh, but here's, here's what, here's what happens. Two things. You you get these Brooklyn progressives, trust fund kids. Okay. A small handful of them. Yeah. And yes, they're real. They exist. I know them. And we like I was friends with them. They didn't have to work. So they had apartments. Mm-hmm. They're really well off. And they would come in the morning and then organize. Mm. So this ideology became much more pervasive because they could be there and didn't have to work. But the older people who showed up early on and many of the more libertarian people, they worked. Right. So what happens is you take these rich progressives, college students who have nothing, nothing else to do. Right. They're there all day mm. setting things up, organizing. And then the other people are going to work, coming back, going to work. Mm. Eventually, the whole place got dominated by just leftist ideology. Mm. And then the older people after a week were like, well, I got to go back to work. So they yeah. leave. And there were even people who weren't necessarily older, maybe like, uh, you know, people who were in their 30s at the time, this is mm. 10 years ago now, almost 10 years ago. Mm. And they'd be like, I can only be out here for about a week. I got to go back to my job. Yeah, that was me. Yep. I was wondering. I'm like, yo, how are these people sitting here? Like, don't they got jobs and lives? Mm-hmm. Like, how nope. are they doing this? The people who did eventually had to move on. Wow. And then the people who didn't started coming and hanging out and it became dominated by a specific ideology. So it, it, the leftists took that over too, huh? Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing about it is, is that uh, people, the, the history of Occupy Wall Street is, is all fake news. Like, because it was written by, it was written by those who wanted it to be romanticized the whole time. Right, right. They won't tell you about how they were stealing money. They won't tell you about the organizers who started getting $800 a night hotel rooms. Oh. They won't tell you about the organizers who took a, uh, you know, a laptop was donated for the community. And then one of the organizers like, well, I need it more than they do. Oh. Yeah, they don't tell you about that stuff. Mm. They don't tell you about how the the park got divided into two different groups, the General Assembly and the General Union. Mm. And the General Union said that the resources and donations were being stolen by these 
these trust fund Brooklyn kids mm. who don't even sleep here. Mm. There was one night where the general union, which was this was the west side of the park, mm. raided the kitchen. They went to the kitchen and said, the people who sleep here in the park for your protest, yeah, they need water. And the people who work the kitchen who didn't sleep there said, we don't have any. So they jumped over the table and flipped some stuff over and found bottles of water and picked them up, carried them out and started handing them out to people. Mm. These are the stories that most people didn't hear. So which which side did, was you backing? Neither. Oh, which I, one? Well, in that particular situation, who do you think was in the right? The people. The union. That's the people that stole the water bottles? Yep. Absolutely. But if they're handing them out to people who are rich kids. No, they were handing them out to the people who are sleeping in the park. But you said the people sleeping in the park were the rich kids. No, 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 no. The people who are rich would go back to their homes in Brooklyn where they had apartments. Oh. And first thing in the morning, show back up, oh. clean, you know, pristine, ready to go, ready to go oh. and presentable to organize, collect donations, go oh. on TV. And the people sleeping in the park were getting filthy and stinky and gross. Yeah. yeah. And so those people started getting mad. Like, dude, we're the ones who are making this Occupy happen. Right. And you're the one exploiting it. And guess who got to go on TV and, and, and do all this, you know, oh, preaching and stuff? It was yeah. the kids who had apartments. I got to, I'm not saying that all of them were rich. Some of them were. Some of them were like just right. as rich as they come. Some of them were just, you know, they had apartments in Brooklyn. Mm. And so that already put them in advantage over some of these other people. So, so, so who, who do we blame that on? Nobody. What's it's the cause people, of that? Why people. does, why do things like that happen when you have something good? Why do, why do things like that happen? I think this was an issue of uh, power over time. The people who had the mon- state of human consciousness. Yeah, uh, state of the state of human consciousness. If you, she mentioned before, human evolution. The human has not evolved. The human has devolved. We're going backwards in evolution, and technology is helping us do that. We are not civilized. There's nothing civilized about the United States. When they came over here and stole land from the natives, that wasn't civilized. To kill people isn't civilized. Isn't it different today, though? No. Like, there's nothing most, most civilized about, about garbage being on the street in New York City and it's stinking. How is that civilized? No, that I would agree with. There's nothing civilized about America. Yes, but I think that violence is the default state of the human being. I think that violence is what we come from and the fact that we have any kind of peace at all is a form of evolution. Well... My answers would say violence is the default state for the white man. That's what my answer. default state for everyone. They would say the white man. That's mm-hmm. y'all, because y'all said y'all the only ones that say that shit. Really? <laughs> don't look at don't don't look at me. I come from a mixed race family. All right, all right. I'm involved <laughs> of all these accusations. You guys, you guys telling yourselves, y'all admit it. You say the default state of humans is violence. This is just something. And the hoteps say no. That's not the default but state. Well, Lydia did just say it, but that's the leftists for the most part. This like critical race theory, you know, whiteness stuff. I think most conservatives wouldn't say that. That's what I don't know what conservatives would say, but I hear that a lot from white people. Because you know, you know what's interesting. You mm-hmm. brought up. Ian having no faith in people. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting when conservatives are the one advocating for everybody to have guns because they, they're not worried about if someone else has a gun. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, because they believe in people more. That's interesting. They actually believe in people. Conservatives believe in people. Liberals do not believe in people, which is why they try to legislate that's, that's why everything I'm saying against this, them. That's why I'm saying like the, the, you know, the white people being the violent one. That's, that's the leftist critical race theory stuff. The yeah, conservatives but she's not a leftist and she said it. How did that get in her brain? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I read a book about it because See, I... Who, who wrote the book? If you go through, <laughs> so if you go through history, though, you yeah. can read about the Aztecs. You can read about the Mayans. You read about the Japanese. You read about what unit was 741 that yeah. froze the fingers off people to yeah, the we had. Fell 
fell off. I mean, like, dude, yeah. dude, dude, Shaka, yeah, Shaka yeah. Zulu was legit a warlord. I mean, Shaka Zulu, you talking about that's post colonial, uh, colonial era. You know, they when you got the colonists coming in and turning the Zulu tribe into thirteen different tribes, that's that's resistance to white power. So, what about you know what, what about mean? Genghis Khan? Genghis Khan's a white man. So we're not, we not, claim, we not claiming him. <laughs> I, I got a you, no, Genghis Khan is a, is a good No, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Um, <laughs> I got a I mean, question for you before we go. Okay. Before we move on from this. I really want to know, have you been to Africa? Yes. Really? Yes. What part did you go to? Tanzania, Dar es Salaam. Interesting. So what, yeah. did, what did you see there? Did you feel like they were really, really well evolved? Did you find a great deal of peace there? Yeah, you could. You, yeah, it's one of the most peaceful places. The most violence you'll have is maybe knife violence, but you know, you're, you're pretty much safe in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. There's, tons of poverty but the culture there here's the difference the people there can live off the land until they legislate against it right yeah so if i'm hungry i could go climb this tree and have a mango or i can go and fish the sea there's no communist dictators can tell me hey there's no fishing allowed i watch the people with my own two eyes live off the land catch crab and catch fish and catch coconut. So it's really interesting that you bring that up because this is something that Thomas Sowell talks about. Right. He talks about the reason that people who lived in the North, people who ended up being white Scandinavians, yeah. having this sense of preparation and needing to sacrifice for the future because if they didn't, they'd die in the winter. Correct. Whereas in the African around the equator, you're warm. You could just drop it by the side of the road. It would grow two weeks later and you'd be good to go. Facts. And he said that this affected our culture very deeply. Yes. But so that, but, Thomas Sowell is my strongest influencer. But He's hold the person on, hold who on. makes me think. What about, what about East Asia? I, I get. We see. You, you see. You know. Here's the thing, right? I was I was hanging out in uh, North Dakota talking so, to some of these leftists at the North Dakota Access Pipeline protest, and this guy started telling me. Long story short, I said I've got to make it to LA for a meeting, and mm. the guy said that's colonial thinking, and I was like, what do you what do you mean? He was like, this idea of schedules, like the Native Americans, they don't have this, man. You know, they wake up when they got to wake up, they work when they got to work, but like you, the schedule, that's that's colonial thinking. And then when I was like, he said time and scheduling are colonial. I said, what are you talking about? Like, mm. the, the East Asia developed a whole bunch of stuff well before, like, white Europeans yeah, it was did. calendars. The, 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 calendars the compass was a thousand years before, yeah. uh, in, in China, before Europe. And this dude said, yeah, but, you know, Europeans went to China. And I'm like, you know what, man? And I mean, I mean this half jokingly. Mm. You guys are talking about Africa or like Northern right, Europe. Yeah. I'm like, what about Asia, huh? Yeah. Like we had fair. warlords. Yeah. They they brutally raped and murdered people like well, yeah, crazy. You're, you're, what is oh, it? Yeah, you're five percent Japanese. Mao was an accident, man. dude. Oh yeah, right. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 uh, part I'm mostly Korean, but part Japanese because you know Japan was like brutal. Dictators. Yeah, taking taking the women. You know yeah. what I mean. But I mean, we have to question our own psyche before we even pontificate upon history and the records that we read. We got to check ourselves. It's we can't true. just say that because I've read in a book that human consciousness begins at violence. You can't accept that. You oh, can't accept that to, yeah. just simply for the pure health of the race, well, the human race. Right? I don't think that it's good. I right. think our current situation is better, which was what makes me think that we have evolved. Our That's current situation is better relative to the time. Right. Right. I don't, sure. I don't. I would disagree in some ways and I would agree in some ways. Right. It's better because you're living in it. Right. Right. And what you read about the old times seems like it's all bad and. And I'm like, I don't right. know. I, I take a, a time machine back. I might be all right. I got my girlfriend that nobody wants. 
because I live in the middle of nowhere. Right. Whereas today, I might have to compete with 20 other dudes on Instagram who got money and is DMing her. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's good point. Life was simpler back then. Right. You know? You know, um, you know what's crazy about, I'm watching these movies, like period pieces from like, you know, the 16, 1700s. Yeah. Is that nothing happened. Okay. Relative to today, where every day there's something crazy going on. Right. Back then, you'd wake up, tend to the chickens. Yeah. You know, T- t- till the field or whatever go about you know go about your work and then it was like once a month when the post writer came by and you right. were like wow that happened three months ago huh oh, that's huh. crazy right that? it was yeah. court drama back then and yeah. the king's court is where all the drama what do you was. think that does for human consciousness aren't you zenned out what do people do now when they want to get zenned out they go to Colorado and they hit the mountains <laughs> yeah. or right. Yeah, Burning man, I guess you yeah. that's not... get away from the technology, right? They yep. have these things called retreats and technology retreats and you get away from the technology. And what do people always say? Like, I'm so much different when I come back. And then when I view social media, it looks so much different. Yep. Okay. So your consciousness changed. So what's really altering our consciousness is the millions of thoughts that get dumped into our mind by this device that tells us, you know, humans are naturally violent. You ever tried DMT? Humans. Are, <laughs> oh my gosh! You going to hit me with the, the, the Joe Rogan question? Right there. <laughs> we got that comic from oh, George Alexander. Yeah, I, I have not. I don't do. I'm I'm black. I don't do white people drugs. That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> maybe right, maybe that's why I did because the part Asian in me. Oh. No I, DMT. I, no, I, uh, no I can't. I can't say I won't do it, but my mind is so out there. I'm scared to do it. Even further out, yeah. Yeah, and I had a friend who who I watched um, who was a sane individual. He did some sort of a uh, psychedelic drug and it reverted him into a 10 year old. So now I'm wow. kind of like, I've, I've, I, I had stories growing up about people who had bad trips and never came, never came back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I've just been like, and the way yeah. I'm like in my head now, I'm like, I don't need to get that much further. Cause I, I'm in I, my head, you, man. you know, yeah. like I have 35 different personalities and we have great conversations together. <laughs> Sounds great. You know? And I think I, I want to stay there. The most I'll do is Adderall. Adderall is a great drug. I think, I, I, I think everybody should try it. No, nah, I think all drugs are bad. I'm on. not a fan of any of it. You think all drugs are bad? For the most part. I like part, that. For the most part. That's cool. I understand that there, that, like when we're talking about drugs, that might actually cure a disease. It's, it's different. But have you ever had Adderall before? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like it? Didn't really do anything. What'd you no. do? What'd you do when you got it? Nothing. You just sat there? That's we the problem. Went and walked around. That's the problem. Adderall is not for just sitting and walking around. No, Adderall is for getting shit done. <laughs> I, I know people who have problems. And it's like, these things didn't help them. I know people who have been prescribed medications. It mm. doesn't help them. It, it doesn't. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think people need to strengthen their willpower. They need to strengthen their core. I'm not going to be as so blind sure. as to say that everybody, like, I, I know people who are on antidepressants because yeah. th- there's nothing they can do. Like, yeah. depression's a medical issue. Yeah, it's a dependency. I, I, I think there are instances, like, I... I've heard all these stories where someone someone will say something dumb like if you're depressed just get over it. It's mm. like, dude, people mm-hmm. who are depressed can't do that. Otherwise, they probably have better yeah. better solutions, but I do think for the most part, people need to exercise, they need to eat right, they need to be well-rounded, they need to like have some kind of meditation or some kind of you need mm. mental fortitude and you need to strengthen yourself. I, you can't just I, rely the cure, on the cure for go ahead. What's I actually I actually really think that this ties into what you were saying earlier, which is something that I was gonna say that I agree with you on. Uh-huh. I'm a huge proponent of understanding yourself. Yes. I don't think that you get to understand the world until you understand 
yourself. Got to understand You can think yourself. about yourself for years on end, not in a selfish way, but in a way that I want to figure out what's going on with me. I would know what I'm thinking. I you, think this is why Jordan Peterson took off. And I think yeah. that if he's turning people away from drugs, that's fantastic. You, so I think yeah. that really ties together. You are who you are when you buy yourself. Exactly. And I try to have the most pure thoughts when I buy myself. That's why I pick up on stuff when you guys say all these pessimistic stuff. I'm like, pessimistic, <laughs> yeah. why do you guys think that about people? Like pissing on me? Like that's not even a thought I would allow to enter my mind, you know, like. I, I practice like purification of, of my consciousness, right? But I would also argue that it's very important to try to entertain other people's ideas and see where they I entertain from. all of them. That's that's yeah. a major key to yeah, being that's how who we can I have am. Cool conversations, like right? you heard when he said, you know, like I was like, oh, I love Adderall. And he was like, you know, drugs are bad. And I'm like, yeah. I agree, right? right? Like I love that exchange because that's how you sharpen this prism of my mind. It's right. like I get to see the world through your eyes. I get to see the world through his eyes. So next time I'm thinking about anarchy, I'm like, hmm. what are we going to do about people that like pissing on people's faces right? <laughs> yeah you gotta know about that. <laughs> call yeah. the cops yeah man <laughs> no we ain't calling the cops no we're dealing oh, we're with just, it we're gonna call we're gonna call we're gonna call the hotep security team my little friend hotep task force but what if the other guy calls his task force and then the other guy calls his task force and then i got it mine's, mine is more badass how do you we, know we build a culture around instead of fighting to solve our problems we just do some kind of you know like sporting event like okay okay everybody stop we gotta stop Soccer match, we're going to do off. it. Yeah, I, had yeah. this dude, I had this dude that wanted to kick my ass one day. Big bully guy. Wanted to kick my ass. You know what happened? Talk my way right out of it. There you yeah. go. You run away. Talk my way right mm-hmm. out of it. No, people, I've talked I've talked people out of so many different situations. It's, it's understanding human psychology. Is, you know, it's, it's, it but does wonderful what about things. Like, what about like Hong Kong? Um, so one time I was uh, with my homegirl. And uh, my fiance, we were smooching outside the car. Some dude rolls up on us to rob us. He's like, yo, I just came from the gym. I need some money. I'm like, oh, bro, how much you need? She She was gone. She hopped in the car, lock all the doors. I'm sitting outside with this dude who's sweating, got his wife beat her on. He's like, yo, I need some money. I'm like, dude, how much you need, bro? He's like, yo, I need like $20. I'm like, that's it, bro? I'm like. I looked around. I found an ATM. I'm like, there's an ATM right there. I would give you a ride over there, let you hop in the car, but you scared my lady. Meet me by the ATM. I got you, bro. I hop in the car. Uh, peel out. <laughs> Gone. It's about about knowing. Yeah. It's about controlling your fear. Yeah. Identifying emotions, thinking on your feet. You got to have that level of consciousness. We have to work on our consciousness. I keep saying it, man. And 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 there's a lot of things you can just avoid, man. I swear to God, I could talk myself out of a gunfight, man. Yeah, dude. I believe you. I do agree that we are evolving, that hominids are not going to be sapien forever, that we'll develop some sort of psychic connection or develop our psychic connection. That we well, I think no, the we're destroying that. But a lot of people are with food, different high fructose, with aspartame, with you know, you know, conspiracy. staring I into a computer screen. With you know different about, types of, do you know about Lemuria? Um, I've heard of Lemuria. It's an ancient civilization. Right? Yes. Atlantis. Right. These are the people that are operating off of the intuition. These are people that are operating off of hot powers. These are people that didn't need cell phones because if I wanted to talk to you, I'd just look at you and transmit the thoughts. They got wiped out by a comet, so they didn't have the tech. A so, comet? Yeah, the comet that shattered over North America and melted wow. the glaciers. They didn't have the tech to stop the comet. Right. What if they had the tech to leave the Earth and we didn't know it? That'd be awesome. And they did leave? But I don't and think they, they did, did unfortunately. How do you know? All signs pointed they got covered with mud. Huh. But how do you know the people didn't leave? Well, I, there's just no evidence of it. There's no evidence that they didn't leave. There's evidence that Atlantis got covered by mud. Atlantis? That the, yeah, that the, the city. Eye of the Sahara, yeah. Where are the bodies? 
all under the mud, man. I don't know. Uh, exactly. So if so you have no bodies, they went to, all right, all right, all right, hold on. They went to the how much, cradle of civilization. How much will it cost to, to fund an expedition to go and start doing a dig at the Let's do it. $70 million? That's how much would it cost to stop the next comet from wiping us out? Man, it's going to GDP of the planet. A lot of energy, a lot of focus. You think? Do you think we can do it? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, we cannot. I love him. He's optimistic about the wildest stuff. He is. But these little (laughs) problems that we got, like people pissing on you, oh, that's too impossible without government. It's when we come back to humans are wild animals that we tame. We basically tamed our bodies. Why are we wild? We're just monkeys, evolved monkeys. And then we're. That's another white thing. That's another white thing. I think monkeys ate a bunch of mushrooms (laughs) and evolved over time and inbred Ah. and and evolved into what we are. That's a European. We seem to be. I mean, we're very similar to monkeys and apes and stuff. But. We have we're this more wild similar, animal. We're tendency. more similar to plants, but go ahead. Why do you think plants? Why is that? I ain't gonna go into it because I don't know all the science to be saying that shit. But if you go look it up, are we more similar to apes or plants? And to tell you a lot about the similarities between the human body and plants, we may not have evolved. From I haven't them. studied that stuff in years, but it seems like well, we're, we look very similar to apes. So we have this. We're what we're animals. We're straight up that, animals. That don't. And we have this wildness to us, especially when we get hungry and desperate. So I'm just accepting that, trying to figure things out. Like, yeah, a guy will pee on you if he has to, and he's angry. If at he you. has to, yeah, I have if no you, choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, when you when you starve people, yeah, right. And, but even if you go based upon you know creation theory, like God put us in the Garden of Eden, Eden, and you know we had food. Right? So I think the herbs is here for us. We you know we I, we don't even eat from the earth. We eat synthetic foods. I think that story was written by like people. Well, regardless, regardless of what you think of the story, regardless of what you think of the story, I don't believe in the story either. But my point is, why aren't we living off plants? I mean, we got a bunch of vegan pizzas downstairs. Yeah, I went (laughs) vegan for about nine months last year. I don't think humans. I did did about four years vegan. I don't think people are more similar to plants than animals. That's fine. I I think that's cool. My point is this. We got to stop saying we're animals because of the dogma that comes with that. So, it removes all responsibility of higher consciousness. So would you say? So we just act like monkeys. We're not monkeys. If we were monkeys, why are the monkeys still here? You are, well, you're, I mean, you're not a religious person, though. Like, not wh- the same. where are you coming from? You said what? You're not a religious person. So where are you coming from? I'm not a religious person. You're not, so right? where am I coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you're, you're talking about how people are, they're not evolved from monkeys. There's something better, something different. To me, that sounds like a lot uh, like Christianity, which is where I was raised. Is this the way you were raised? I, 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 hold, no. I, hold, I hold a lot of different theories, right? So I mm-hmm. hold the theory that we're, we're actually an ancient race that was created using monkey DNA. Anunnaki. Chimeras. You know the Anunnaki? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. So I'll hold that theory. I'll hold the creation theory. Hmm. The evolution thing kind of sidesteps me. That doesn't hmm. that doesn't really hold truth with me. You know, um, I'm not going to say that. But, yeah, I, 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 I don't believe we are humans. I believe I mean, I don't believe we are animals. Um, I believe that we are in many ways guardians. And you said religious. Right. So I don't yeah. practice, you know, a, a, a specific religion. I borrow from all of them, but I'm very religious. Like I religiously pray before I eat. I religiously pray, you know, throughout the day, you know, Muslims pray five times a day. I try to pray like 10, mm-hmm. you know, or, or when I'm conscious of it or, you know, even in a moment or if, for example, like when Kanye was on Joe Rogan, he had took a minute to pray. When I see things happen in the media, I take a moment to pray. 
So I'm very religious in that sense. I'm, you know, the, I don't believe in the Abrahamic religions because I know all of that stuff comes from the Nile Valley civilization, but I still appreciate the stories. You know, I appreciate the Buddha theory. I don't, I don't drive a Buddhism because I feel like we shouldn't sidestep the human body, right? The human body is very important, but I think there's a lot of spirituality missing from these religions. From people. From, from, from the translations of the books, Mm -hmm. you know, like the things that Jesus was pulling off, he wasn't pulling it off because he was special. He was pulling it off because he learned it. He studied yeah. for tw- he studied he studied for twelve years. I heard that, that he went to India and studied Reiki and Hinduism. Came back with that healing oh, Reiki. energy. Reiki. You should do Reiki, man. Reiki, Reiki is a fix. No, I, you I'm got not an gonna... electromagnetic field surrounding your body. You can divert and maneuver the energy. Yeah, it's called aura. Yeah, yeah. You move your aura. <laughs> you can like put it into people and withdraw it from them. Intermingle it with other auras, including yeah. the Earth's aura. Yeah, I mean, again, I just don't deal with all these like different sex and titles you know like oh this is reiki and this is that the the bottom line is everything is energy right and we have this energetic field around us but the earth is is basically dominated by two forces electric uh, electricity and magnetism electromagnetism one operates in space one operates um in in matter right so the magnetism of things is a lot to be said about that um, for example, like when we get into Emoto Masaru and he talks about what sound can do to water and, and sound technology, so on and so forth. So then you start talking and saying things and I'm just like, don't say that. Don't bring that thing into existence. Don't say that we're animals. Don't say, you know, that we're violent. Say something positive and, 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 you know, we create this reality through our words, right? So we got to start saying stuff like Donald Trump will find a way to win. Yeah. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely, though. You're right about positive <laughs> manifestation because people's minds don't understand double negative. So if right. you say, don't get angry, you're putting the word angry out there. Correct. And they're going to hear angry, angry, angry. I was say it sounds like what Ian but says. Also, I've just accepted a sense of realism about things. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I can go back into the positive manifestation path. I did it for like six years. It kind of... I got yeah. really like alienated from people, right? Because it's it was harder to relate. So you know, but I, I just think there's a lot to be done as far as telepathy is concerned. A lot to be done as far as intuition is concerned. Do you believe? Do you believe telepathy is possible? Mm. Just say no. No, I, I, I wouldn't say no. Say no, Temple. I need I need evidence. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Right. You need evidence. So. I'm open to it. So that that is that is logical. Yeah. I said the same thing. I need evidence. So I started doing it and I gave myself the evidence. Or we get Neuralink. Elon Musk comes in, plugs everybody in, and we can all talk through our brains. No, that's a terrible idea. Right. So <laughs> that's what I said. Terrible idea. You know, so I did this experiment with my with my kids, right? And we pull out three Uno cards and they got numbers on them, they got colors on them. And what we do is a telepathy game. And what I found is that the, you know, I have one son who looks like his mother, then the other two are brown and they all look like me. So it's three of us versus the other two. When we checked it out, the three browns against the light skins, (laughs) they communicated very well between the mother. They were able to guess. One time my, 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 my daughter and her little brother were doing it. And she said, I heard it. 
she heard him scream in her mind telepathically. Now you're going to tell her there's no evidence when she heard the voice. That's her. I think it's right. real personally. I've experienced let me, stuff let me, like let me, that. I'll tell you a story. I met, I knew this guy who's a uh, religious, he's a Christian. And, uh, I asked him, you know, how did you become Christian? Mm. And I've heard the story before too, from other people, but he said that he used to be just like this, like gutter punk drug addict. Mm. He would go and party. One day he was coming down from doing a bunch of drugs and partying all night. Woke up in the morning in the middle of like, he's like near, like in the middle of the woods with his friends. Mm. And he went out to take, go take a leak when all of a sudden he heard this voice come from within him Mm. telling him that Mm. he, like, what are you asking him? What are you doing with your life? Why are you doing this? You got to do something else. Mm. And he said, like, that freaked him out. He Mm. got immediately got like a panic attack, was like stressed, like what's happening. And the voice basically told him, knock it off, stop. Mm. And then from then, you know, he tried to figure out what that voice was. And he believes that it was either, you know, a guardian angel of some sort or God. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would say it was his intuition. We all all have a voice inside our head that told us not to do something. We did it anyway. And we're like, I should have listened to But the the, the point was. That never happened to you, Temple? Where something told you not to do something and did it anyway? Yeah, absolutely. So what was that voice, Temple? Well, that, that inner monologue? Yes. That's me. That's you. Yeah, what part of you? How did it know the future, but you didn't listen? Because it was you said not to, and then another you did it anyway. So which one is you, Tim? They're both. They're both you. Yeah. So which one is the better one? Well, one of them said we should... I, which I should, one has I, higher intelligence, Tim Pool? The one that was able to predict the future or the one that was wrong and went and did that thing anyway? Well, I don't think it was... I don't think that's two different entities. I think it's just me. And the first thing I thought was I shouldn't do this. Mm. Eh, I'll do it anyway. And then, oops. Mm. See, this is this is the problem that religious people have with people like you, right? You guys don't know how to submit to a higher power. You think all the power lies within you, and that's where the power starts to corrupt, and we end up pissing on people's heads. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to stop anybody's head. We were there just was, talking about the elf, the uh, extremely low frequency vibration mm. in the Schumann resonance okay. in the Earth's magnetosphere. Okay. I believe it's in the magnetosphere. It's uh, a resonating, you know, calculatable vibration that changes it. And sometimes you get these spikes in the Schumann resonance when consciousness, human consciousness is like working in coercion when a lot of people are thinking about something. Yeah. And sometimes I think that those, those intuitive thoughts that come are actually coming from the Earth's. Yes. Magnetos, like it's a connected sphere. Yes. We're all connected. We are all one. We are you, you are mine. It's super chat time. It is. I'm just like, super chat time. It's well past super chat time. All being one. Yeah. We went, we went late on this one. Yeah. Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah. We, well, we got. We, we, but I've been. I've been I saving this. I've been saving this one super chat I saw. Just. Just. So we're gonna get started. Scott Harris says, "I never donate to anything because I'm broke and a, uh, I'm a broke bike messenger." Woo. But this episode is amazing. <laughs> Hotep isn't just woke. He's up and out of bed. That's right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. Woo. Let's go. <laughs> out of bed. Oh, All right. Let's that see. What we got. Right. Let's see. A lot of people just saying, uh, cheering for you. A lot of super chats. Are that's they? Great. Thank Lo- you, Love man. my Hotep brothers. Yeah. I thought they yes, were going to be Hotep cussing me out. Nah, man. We like no I mean, probably some people. Well, we'll find I'm them. sure somebody's we'll cussing there. me out. No, but I think people dig it. Space Wolf says, What most don't seem to realize about civil conflict is that the target will not be uh, will not be just people, but infrastructure, industry, and resources of our economy. A dozen men cause 9-11. How, does it take, uh, how many does it take to poison a water supply, etc.? Mm. That's crazy. Mm. That's crazy Deep. to think about. Woke. Yeah. Mikhail says, you should take a look at eviction moratoriums in Democrat states. I don't know if you know about them, but it's insane. By the way, I love the show. Keep it the good work. Oh, thank you. Will do. Mm. Dropping gems. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We got we got way too many super chats Do you chats meditate, today. Yeah, so many. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. 
You have to tap into the better tent pool. Oh, yeah? There's a, a better tent pool, pool in there. there you have to tap I know, into. That's a pretty good one. I like him. <laughs> All right. We got Super Chat. Lauren says, after suffrage, mediocre lib women needed a cause and used black trauma as the vector. ADOS are the only absolutely wronged group in America. The Japanese internment being next. Let uh, white YT women, is that white women? Mm-hmm. Will always be Miss, uh, Miss Millie's to me, the color purple. Bi- uh, qu- uh, F BIPOC YT made me edit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. I love white women. Yeah. Yeah. I like people. I, I like, I like, I like, I, I love how white women embrace their femininity. It's different. I love how black women, I said, the, I tweeted the other day, I love how white women embrace their femininity. And a lot of people took it as disrespect to black women. Mm-hmm. But I love the way black women embrace their femininity. It's different. It's, different. it's yeah. just completely different. I enjoy the way these different cultures embrace their femininity. And for someone who hated white people for so long, I'm just now like trying to learn and love them. And I love, but white women, you know, when we go look at how they used to be trafficked, you know, back in the days of Tammany Hall in New York, white women didn't have it in, too easy in America either. Is yeah, that, a lot of a lot of people love you, man. We're yeah. like um, different cultures, but not different races. The human Correct. race, and then we just have different skin colors, but we're just different cultures. Sometimes yeah. you I ever check. you ever noticed that the only race problem is between white and black people? That's kind of weird. Pretty much, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like think it's the only, thing. but it's I think the main it's one. Major, yeah, yeah, it's the hot, most highlighted. Unknown most people get afraid of what they're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. It can be used. Yeah. We got we got well, not always they don't, but sometimes we got the super chat here. Lior says, wow, 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 Tim, I've never been more envious of you. I am more envious now than when you had on the legendary Alex Jones. Hotep <laughs> Jesus, I just found out about you. And this short time, you have gained a fan. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> we win. Love it. Yes. Dip Dop Dupity says, please invite Shoe on Head or Chris Reagan to come on the show. Oh. Uh, I. Yes. Yeah, we'll invite anyone, right? Well, uh, I'll just I'll say this. Shoe's been invited, but she was yeah, unable. She really want to come. Uh, Chris Reagan. I'll invite 100%. He has really bad anxiety. I do remember that. Oh, really? Yeah, I wish he would, but... But she was, she was uh, got an open invite. Yeah. Remind me to tell you the cure for depression before we leave. Okay. The cure? What is it? I got to know. Uh, creativity, health. I think it's right. Oh, uh, Coley and Noir says, great discussion. Oh, snap. Vim yeah, there's a super chat, bro. The Coleon? Yeah. No way. Vim Hoff's dragon breath? Does that cure depression? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard this. Vim Hoff is the dude that runs around in the Arctic cold with his... Yes, yes, I have heard of him. Richard Dibble says, hey, Tim, my first time seeing you was on Joe Rogan's show where you absolutely dismantled Jack Dorsey, and I've been hooked listening to you since. I've never donated to anyone within your line of work before, but I truly appreciate what you do. Cheers to my favorite milk toast fence sitter. Hey, appreciate it, man. Tim's a hero. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm just someone who complains about his feelings on the internet. You're a hero. You're my hero. Aw, that's nice. (laughs) Why is that? Well, thanks for the beanie, man. Yeah, he brought you a beanie. I mean, who else would invite me to their home to record? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I follow right? you on Twitter. Nobody. It's like I was saying earlier on. I'm like, uh, most of the people we have on, it's usually like, oh, it's I know that guy from Twitter, and he says smart stuff. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk yeah. to him. <laughs> well, you're my hero, man, because nobody else is going to give me a big what? platform to speak to you people. You went on Rogan. He's my hero too. There you oh, okay, go. Right on. Well, I accept that. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, it's like you and Rogan are my heroes. Wow. I need murals of you two now. Jeez. <laughs> a little. In my home. I, we just, Do it. It's going to be just... like Tupac, Malcolm X, <laughs> Tim Pool, and Joe Rogan. That's right. You're slowly getting white. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot we've disagreed on. You know? Yeah. And that's beautiful. I think so. I agree. Absolutely. I agree with that. We're yes. supposed to disagree. We're not supposed to completely right. agree all the time. It's boring. Yeah. That would, be, that would suck. Stale. That would suck. 
Cause you you balance me out, you keep me grounded, and I I elevate you. All right, I'm 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 gonna read this Ian, one. Do it. I'm just gonna. Is it hard? But I'm not gonna say who it's from because someone said I would pee on Ian. <gasps> oh snap! <laughs> no, you're lying. Come on, stop it. <laughs> Don't run into that person. What have I manifested? Ian. Oh my god! What have you seen that you did? <laughs> <laughs> See what you did? You're right about saying these things, oh, Ian. Joseph Aaron says, "Have y'all seen Shelby Steele's new movie, Who Killed Michael Brown? What no. are your thoughts if you have? I haven't." seen it no, no. have you heard of it at all no not me neither no. huh. oh, well. i'm in a bubble i'm in a tech bubble get out man i just work on my tech bitcoins yeah. yeah you got a bitcoin company yeah coin super cool super cool we, we 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 bring boomers to bitcoin cool that's hot that's a good yeah. market it's a great market it's where do you, you think you, you think bitcoin's gonna hit 300 and something k no uh they're just pumping i mean in. at some point not this year i mean you might have all-time highs of 30k max but 300K is just absurd. They said, what is it, JP Morgan said by like the end of 2021? 300K. 300K. Yeah, they're trying to get people got. And then um, they're going to sell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're going to see another tank after this. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna rally it up, sell it, then it collapses and they're going to buy it back. Yeah, the, the best thing to do is dollar cost average. If you dollar cost average, you, you would have made a, a boatload. You know, when I set it on coinbitsapp.com and I set it, I forget it. It'll just take, you know, let's say 100 bucks a week out of my account or 50 bucks or 10 bucks, whatever your budget is. They just take it out of your account and buy Bitcoin at you whatever want, price it is that week. You want to hear a funny story? What's that? 2011. I'm sitting in my friend's hacker space. I'm on my computer and I come across Bitcoin. Mm. It was at 75 cents per Bitcoin. I had five grand chilling because I'd saved up for my job. Mm. And I was like, I want when this man this is nine years ago. So I'm in my I'm, I'm like 24, or 25. Mm. And I'm thinking like, I got to do what rich people do. Like I got to invest or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So I look at my buddy. And I was like, hey, did you see this Bitcoin thing? Yeah. I was like, it's 75 cents. I could get like 6,000 something right now. And he goes, dude, don't do it, man. It's going to be a scam. You're going to buy it up. And then it's going to be just like worth nothing. Mm. And I was like, yeah. And then I didn't buy it. He might have been right. I would have had 6,000 something. I know. But I, he he might have been point. a different dimension. That it was, yeah, it didn't exactly. Go it's not even that. It's my buddy saying, dude, don't spend your savings on some random okay, that's thing. Fair. That's you awesome. Did you, the only question that remains is, did you pee on his head? No, did you? No, and that's the worst part of it. <laughs> on, did you pee on his arm? Oh <laughs> on his hand? I don't want this he, out there, guys. Stop deserved. it. <laughs> I don't like stop it. Stop it. No. Stop it. <laughs> All right, we got, wait, wait. We got some more super chats. We got some more super chats. Will Charlton says, no, U.S. Marine here. I actually love America, mainly because of the Constitution, which I swore an oath to protect. Love you, Tim, Lydia, Ian, and Hotep. Woo. Well, thank you. Thank he, you. Well, I'm not going to respond. Alan. Thank, all I'm going to say is thank you for serving our country, sir. Yeah, dude. But I, I believe that people who are in the military have that mindset. That's 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 part to. of the yeah. It's, it's part, part of, of being job. yeah. It's part of your job. You got to believe in the country. Yeah. Huh? Alan Brady says loving the stream so far. Hey, chat. I'm polling you on if you want to see Tim Pool bring on Chris Chapel from China Uncensored. Oh. I do. Also, if you don't recognize the name or the channel, go discover it. It's very good. Cool. I mean, I'd be down. There's a there's a bunch of YouTubers who cover China that I really would love to have on. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, but it's getting topic. it's getting crazy because they're doing all the lockdowns now. Who's doing the lockdowns? All these all these states on the East Coast, like oh, New yeah. Jersey, New York, all these countries, and, dude. And then we're we're probably gonna yeah, and these countries too. So it's getting harder and harder. Like I, I thought things were gonna ease up because I want to get Sargon and Count Dankula out here, but right. I can't because the lockdowns. Oh, that would be epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. those yeah. guys are great. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, fun, fun guys, man. Big thinkers, I like them. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Josh Cruz says, best Tim Cast by far. People with different opinions sitting down and having a genuine conversation and listening to each other's point of view and not getting angry when someone disagrees. America could, America could accomplish anything if all people were like this. Yeah. 
I think I, I, I think so too because like even when you say something I don't necessarily agree with, we all have a laugh, we'll talk and joke about it and figure right. it out. Yeah. yeah, man. I think the minds in this room should be the government of the United States of America. Just us. Just us four. We, we yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. The, the yeah, council, right. the council of Timcast IRL, featuring uh, Hotep Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I just want to control the army. Yeah, I know. You right. <laughs> uh, I'll you uh, I'll take. Um, t- Finance, I guess. What do you want? What do you want, Ian? I'll be the president. You'll be the president. No, I'll no, do whatever no, no, you guys no. need. <laughs> no, the, the, the Secre- pres- I'll be Secretary no, no. of State. No, he's he said the he, you he said the military, right? Secretary yeah. of yeah, Defense. Yes, I guess that does make me the yeah, president. Yeah, commander in chief. I'll be the Secretary of State. Okay. Oh, nice. I control the women. I'll be the Supreme Court. She says she's going to control the women. Do you want to be Secretary of State? Control the women. That's right. I'm in charge. I'm Aunt Lydia. You're welcome. I'll control the women. That's right. Good luck, guys. Just feminists are going to lose. Oh, we got someone. We got someone's got a criticism. They say. Violence, that's white people, from a guy who said every kid should have a gun and a diaper when they're born. Ooh. That was someone who remembered that. I like that. He's absolutely right, though, right? Like, here I am saying that we're not naturally violent, but on the other hand, I'm like, yo. Have a gun. Everybody should have a gun from the diaper, right? right. So, can I explain myself? Yeah, Yeah, of course. I don't want somebody else having a monopoly on violence, but... It's not about having a gun because I want to shoot somebody. It's about having a gun because I don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in peace. And what do you call a really big gun? You call it a peacekeeper. That's right. Yeah. It's called a peacekeeper. When you talk about going to war, they call it peacekeeping. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but they're trying to. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know the Orwell thing. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being facetious. But my point is there's nuance to this conversation. We are at a certain level of consciousness and at the level of consciousness, guns are a thing. And at the current state of consciousness, it's not fair to have a monopoly on guns. But that's not to say that our original purpose or we were, you know, inherently violent. I don't agree with those are two separate things. I think that's just the state of our consciousness. We got another super chat for you, though. Balian says, Tim, nah, man, you need to challenge him more on that. Hotep, you need to go read about the Tutsi massacre in Africa. Literally turned on their neighbors and massacred them. Massacred them. Humans are dark, period. Jocko had a podcast on it. It's brutal. People always talk about the Tootsies. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't bring them up for a reason. What's your reasoning? I mean, what happens when you destabilize an entire continent? Exactly. It's white people. That's what it is. It's right? white people, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, we got a super chat. Rarity says, hi, Tim. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Hotep. Y'all are cool AF. Ian is just regular cool. Also, <laughs> hate to get off topic. What kind of deck did you run when you played Magic? Uh, I got a bunch of decks right now, mostly Commander. So, I don't know. What are you talking about? Tarot cards? What you Magic mentioned together. Oh, playing that's enough. Game. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strategy game. Cards. Oh, like uh, Dungeon and Dragons? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. Kinda. It's like, but it's uh, you, have a, you have a deck of cards. You draw them, and you, the cards do things. So, it's... it's the Superpowers? It's like chess and poker combined. That's the way to explain it. So, it's like... It's really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's five do you throw fireballs or... Yeah, fireball's sort of. a red spell that you can cast. Yeah, there's red, mm. white, black, mm. green, and blue magic, mm. and they all kind of like red. It's fire, chaos, and blue. who's GM? There's no. no, no. It's just it's like no it's, GM. It's, it's like, play you off other. the cards. It's like yeah. chess. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like it's like chess and poker combined. So you're you're playing turn base back and forth, yeah. but instead of just a row of pieces, you've got a deck of six, sixty or hundred cards, like Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. I like that. The yeah. It sounds like fun. It is fun. It yeah. is fun. I'm and into so, white boy shit like that. But but <laughs> a, a lot of people, a lot of people need to understand that when it comes to magic, most people who play it aren't playing it because it's 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 themed like wizards and stuff. Right. They're playing it because it's like chess. Okay. It doesn't matter that the card you have is like warrior knight or whatever. It's yeah. just like. 
the card has this value, the card does this thing, mm. and then you calculate and strategize against your opponent. Okay. You know? Don't describe so, it as chess. I play chess. It's nothing like chess. No, it is. Uh, well, okay. It's, it's in the sense of a turn-based strategy game, but with cards. Okay. It's but more but like- the cards are random. Not necessarily. You build your deck. And so- but You don't get the same deck every time. In chess, you get the same pieces every right. time. Right. That's, 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 exactly that's why it's, why it's like poker time. as well. Ah. But with, with 60 cards, you've got 20, which are resource cards, then okay. you have 40, and then you have four of each for the most part. So it's typically predictable. I gotcha. But there's a lot of uh, pro magic players who are mm. also pro, uh, pro poker players. Mm. There was a, there was an old joke back when I was, uh, when I was younger playing magic. They said, the reason why that is in poker, you're trying to figure out what your opponent has mm. out of 52 cards. Okay. In magic, you're trying to figure out what your opponent has out of 13,000. Mm, and you can also calculate the odds of what you're going to draw if you're counting cards. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, say it's like chess 960 because chess yeah. 960 is randomized. 960 yeah. is cool. Yeah. I never played it, though, but I read about it. Yeah. Bobby Fischer wanted to make things, you know, spice it up, right? Mm. Bub Savvy says the range of human morality is not exclusive to any one race. You have to empower the individual before you can expect anything from the collective. He is absolutely correct. So let me clarify earlier. I said that's white people stuff. And the reason why I said that is because it's mostly white books that say that, like white authors. Usually in the Hotep community, we don't write that into existence or you'll hear white people say it. And that's why I say that's white people ish. Yeah, not because I only hear it from I mean, I'm going to hear it from black people, of course, because they've been indoctrinated by the white liberal. But that's literally some white liberal Haunton Mifflin McGraw Hill taught stuff right there. <laughs> Haunton Mifflin. Yeah. I remember those books, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, the conquistadors I, wrote a lot of the, the The winner writes the history, basically. And but, but conquerors look, came and wrote a bunch of history. What about Art of War? Oh, yeah. Tribal uh, warfare. What about it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff about violence and war. It, it comes from, from. What's the best way to win the war, according to Sun Tzu? The best way you win it before you start friend. it? Win the war before going to war. But I'm if you run out of advice. water, that's when I think it all comes from running out of a water supply. And then the tribe next door would run out of water and then they'd come over and take your water. And that's kind of a tribal. Man, Japan was crazy. Yeah. I was watching. I watched a YouTube video it's about just... like the history of Japan and how it became like unified. Mm. Brutal. Mm. Just like constant. The Edo war period. And... The war Is that what it was? was yeah. It the 1400s with uh, like Tokugawa like and Oda Nobunaga. Yeah. It crazy was, stuff. It was vicious. Brutal mm. stuff. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah. So I went to uh, South Korea. I went to Seoul. I went to this museum. Where they were explaining their like great, like it was, they were highlighting this great general. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's really cool. I'm going to learn about like, you know, Korean history and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they have like this one display where it shows this like amazing fleet of like Korean vessels mm -hmm. going up against the Japanese. And it was like, and he was victorious and he, and he, and he won. Then you go to like the next slide. And it was like in the next great battle he won, but now he's got way less ships mm -hmm. and the Japanese have like the same amount. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. Out of like, so all of these slides, it eventually ends with like his final great battle. And it's like two ships left and the Japanese still have the same. And I was like, so what they did was out of a hundred battles where he won three of them, they highlighted those as the great victories of their general when he was getting crushed by the Japanese fleets. Yeah. I thought that was funny. They got to, they got to, you know, they got to be proud about something, right? The, the best, the best place to, um, to understand the world is within yourself. Agreed. All right. Tom Mee says, I appreciate your honesty. T.Y. Thank you. Very cool. Chuck, uh, Chuck says, Tim, why don't you have a law enforcement officer on? Mm. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll get one on. Sparky the, Sparky the Pyro says, still here advocating for Trump buying CNN, then sitting back and watching the media world implode. Also, keep it the good work fighting against the lies and shining floodlights and the garbage. Trump TV coming soon. Uh, do you think so? I don't know if I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very smart move. Yeah. Let's speak that into existence. Trump TV, Trump I TV, Trump it. TV. Yes. Trump TV. It flows. Yeah. I think he should buy CNN. 
exactly. They wouldn't let so him too. do it. They wouldn't let him do nah, it. Nah, they wouldn't put it up for sale. It's too much power. Well, there's no. I mean, that's the rumor going around that, that a, it's for a, sale. AT and T's 150 billion dollars in debt, and CNN is a money pit. Mm. Now that I'll put it this way, now that they think Trump's on uh, on the way out, mm. maybe he is. It's, it seems most like very likely. I'm I'm waiting for the electoral college, but we'll see. Mm. But uh, their golden goose is going to be gone. Mm. What are they going to do? Yeah, what are we going to talk about Trump. You nope. know, and then everybody's going to go back to talking about whatever they're talking about before politics became pop culture. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It? Vox, Ezra Klein, and Matthew Iglesias have quit. Yeah, the, they've gone to there's different. There's three outlets. founders. The only founder left is Melissa Bell. The other two have left. Matthew Iglesias went independent. Ezra Klein went to the New York Times. Mm. Right after the election, they knew they were like, if Trump loses, our companies won't exist. BuzzFeed just bought Huffington Post. Grifton season is over. I know, right? <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Hotel. Grifton season. That's exactly what we were talking oh, about, man. Grifting like, season. Yeah. People understand, you know, when it's a good season to grift and when it's not. These people, man. For I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to keep hanging out with people. We're going to talk about stuff. I'm looking You're forward. You're good. I'm looking forward to politics going away, dude. Your grift is good. It's, it's, it's <laughs> my grift is good. It's no we're grift. We're good. So, dude, grift is, we're losing technology. it very loosely. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. how are we defining grift here? We're using it very loosely. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, there's yeah. two types of grift, grift according to me. Okay. There's one that gives back and there's one that doesn't. Okay. Right. So ours, of course, gives so back. So where you can grift, but you're not a grifter. Now a grifter doesn't give back; they just take from the culture, right? right? And raising money and you know for all these little hashtags and they steal and you know whatever, whatever. That's a grifter. Now when we grift, it's like we know we have to talk about grind. The, we grind, I'd right? Say right. So, yeah. But we know we have to talk about some things that might not we probably wouldn't talk about in our personal lives we were like no, that's I, not I talk about all this stuff you yeah, i i i there's a lot of topics that come across my desk that i just wouldn't talk about mm-hmm. in my personal life and i just cover them because people go hotep jesus what do you think about this mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and so you have to cover it it's my duty to cover that's, it that's not grifting you know gr- grifting is like when you lie about someone to generate some kind of clicks you know what i mean right that's why i said yeah. it's, it's nuanced to this right we're very playful with it but it it it, it uh look for I'm, the media that season is over i'm looking forward to the biden president i'm looking forward to the lockdowns being over and for politics to be outside of this so i can go back to talking about cultural issues and movies and yeah, I watch you know movies. yeah I don't like i i, I none you, of that. you know what i you know what i did i remember this like a year and a half ago i had a segment it was about a guy was outside of a bar, mm. and two women were fighting, mm. and then the woman hits the guy, the guy hits her back, and, they had, and then the, everyone starts attacking the guy, and the guy runs off and gets arrested later on. Mm. That was it. That was the segment. Mm. I was like, man, this is crazy. Why is something like this happening? I have a video that's got like a one, almost two million views. It's mm-hmm. about why men aren't helping women and children. Just mm. a cultural issue thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everything just became completely front page dominated by Donald Trump. Yeah. And so now it's all politics all the time. That's, yeah. the, that's the pop culture. Like you said, it's politics is pop culture. Yeah. I love talking about culture like we've been doing. It's yeah, so much more like we're getting so much more out of it than talking about Trump and Biden, I feel like. I want to talk about levitating. Let's do Levitating? It. You and Ian would get along very well. Let me read well. the super chat real quick. Your favorite sociologist says, intertribal war existed since the beginning of us. It is why we moved from the area of our development. Populations grew and conflicts arose. Arab raids happened centuries before whites arrived. Stop the oversimplification. It helps nobody. Mm. So let's the uh, Arab. The Arab... The Arab conquering of Africa is what led to the destabilization. In fact, the Europeans couldn't conquer until they brought Christianity. Um, at first, it was dominated by the uh, Islamic Caliphate. He's actually very correct in that. But I group I group all y'all together. So as we're, a, we're as, a, as an ignorant hotel. <laughs> we got one more super chat. One more super chat. Come on, man. We got, we got we got a super chat. I got to read. 
Tom Mee says Biden will provide enough material. I don't know. Biden's going to be hiding. Hiding Biden's going to be in the basement. He's not going to say anything. <sighs> material for who? For people to talk about, I guess. I mean, sure. The, that's what the right's going to do. They're going to grift off of Biden and just complain about him like people complain about Trump Oh, the left is going to do it, years. too. They're already starting. I'm seeing it. It's Are great. Hey. I'm loving it. Yeah, so so now I'm seeing these progressives who used to post on Facebook all day that Trump is bad. Mm. Now all of a sudden going, Joe Biden's appointing lobbyists to his transition team. What's happening? And I'm like, here it comes. And you know what? Fine. You know what I said to him? I was like, so does this mean you're going to start watching my content again? Because now like, now conservatives and progressives are going to be mad at Biden. I'm going to be talking about the same stuff. Now they're going to come around. They deserve that. They deserve to to watch what they voted for. Yep. Yep. That's what you voted Joe, for. Joe Biden's gonna gonna walk in. Come on, man. We gotta put more troops in Syria. <laughs> yep, he's already. And we're gonna be like, that. oh great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be like, here we go. And then the progressives are gonna come around and be like, hey, we're mad again. Remember when when Jank Uger of the Young Turks said Joe Biden had dementia? Yeah. In March? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was politically convenient because he wanted to support Bernie. Mm. Then when it went to Biden, he was all for Biden. Now it's like, give it give you know, look, Joe Biden gets inaugurated, the progressives are gonna come around in two seconds. Yeah. They're gonna be like, Biden's terrible. And I'm going to be like, I agree, because I've been saying that for quite some time. Yeah, I'm just going to be building AI and Bitcoin apps. That's a good thing to do, man. You know what we're going to do? We're starting this vlog. We're going to be skating. I think we got someone who might come in to do the vlog. Mm. And we're just going to skate, hang out, play music, have fun. And I want to make sure that we can kind of bring back some levity. You know, yeah. some some chill, I mean, some music, some comedy. Look at the last four years. The conservatives spent the entire time running behind whatever the left was complaining about. Yep. Mm-hmm. They know? still do. Like the other day, they were talking about Harry Styles in the dress. Yeah, and I'm like, care. you're behind. Yeah, I'm like, why would I even talk about that? Right, dude. That's, if that's what Vogue and him want to do, then great. You know, exactly. but you know, the conservatives, they, they, you know, some of the prominent ones, they took that and trended and did their thing. And I'm like, you know, that works for you. But for what conservatives are trying to get to, when we say these celebrities are not important, we have to completely remove them from the consciousness. Yeah, we have to completely remove those distractions and, 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 and keep that stuff outside of our bubble. And talk about the things we want to talk about. If the nuclear family is under attack, then we talk about how mom can love children better. How, how, while they're talking about Harry Styles in a dress, we're over here dressing real life stuff or skating or tech. Yep. And let's just have these conversations and let other people talk about what they want to talk about. I'm not talking about Harry Styles in a dress. Good for him. I'm, if he's happy, I'm yep. happy for him. Right. Dude, exactly. I, I see that stuff and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything of it at all. Right. I, I saw that whole fiasco, the trend with like Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro, and I was just like, oh. I mean, she's not lying, right? She, she told. I feel. I oh, agree yeah. with what she said. What she said is very much truthful, right? Like, I agree with the Marxist agenda. There's no coincidence that there is both of those things happening at the same time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. Why are we talking about it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Yeah. Especially right now with everything that's going on with the election. Yeah, instead of talking about him, let's talk about somebody who's macho. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, just like Cuomo what, what getting are, nominated for an Emmy. Oh, that's gosh. So Should we no. bring I'm, that not, I'm not even... I'm <laughs> not no. even... I'm, I'm, look, people can talk about whatever they want. I talk about what I feel like talking about, you know? We didn't get to that. <sighs> anyway, it's uh, it's 1030. We, oh went, we went over quite a bit, but oh, Hotep, this tell is me, great. Tell me about just, your, well, what were you going to say? Uh, well... About what? Uh, just now you're going to say something. Yeah, I just want to say, um, I say a lot of inflammatory things to make people jump, right? And I do that on purpose. Like, for example, I said I group the Arabs and the white people together. I don't mean that. <laughs> I'm joking. Right. I mean that in some ways, 
as in first the Arabs came and invaded our shit, then y'all came along, right? So yeah. I can group you Don't together look at me. In, a, in that in that you know manner. But the one thing we have to understand is that the divide between black and white people has been used for so long. The first divide was between white men and natives. White men realized how crappy this country was and they started defecting and started going to live with the natives. And then they were like, all right, for every white man you catch hanging with the natives, catch them and you scalp them. That's where the scalping really Whoa. started. Yeah. It was the government versus them. People were deserting. They were like, yo, I'm hungry here under these colonies and the natives. I'm eating good. Yep. And Pocahontas is sexy. So, you know, I'm over here <laughs> with right. it. But again, that was that story basically was, huh? Was it John Smith? Was yeah, it John Smith. Right. Yeah. Then the Seminoles in, in Florida. I encourage people to go look at that history and how they pit dude, native dude. against native, native against white man. Do you know about the little apple of death? What's that? So I went on a, a, a what do they call it? It's like, it's like you go down the canals in Florida. Mm -hmm. They have these trees. It's actually in Spanish. I can't remember the name in Spanish. It's like, you know, why do you say apple in Spanish? Manzana. Yeah. Manzana? Yeah, it's like uh, La Manzanita de, de los Muertos or something like that. Mm -hmm. There were these trees that have this toxin on them. Mm -hmm. And what the natives down there would do was when they were, were capturing a prisoner or something, or a prisoner of war or a combatant, they would tie him to the tree and leave him there. Mm -hmm. And then when it rains... The water would wash the toxins down. It would sweep over people, mm. and it would just—you'd be trapped there with your skin burning from mm. the toxins. That's and there was like people would eat them because they taste. They, they would be like, "Oh," and they'd eat it, and then they'd, ah, yeah, dude. Yeah. If you touch the tree, you get like reactions, crazy. Yeah. So you know, people have always used other people. For example, when they imported um, uh, uh, Irish and Italians to undercut the labor market that was controlled by wasps. Then they use black people to cut the, 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 the picket lines. They've always used divide and conquer against us. What we got to do is we got to stop feeding into that, man. You know, um, my ancestors, a lot of them were into anti-whiteness. I'm not into anti-whiteness. -anti I understand that the, the best thing to destroy this machine is white and black unity. That's why there's that meme of the two hands coming together, white and black, and it says yeah. the one thing they fear the most. And That's the one thing they fear the most. We're not actually white and black, too, which is something I think about a lot. Like, mm. I'm kind of pinkish. You're yeah. more brown than black. If any, Your skin, I'm not even talking about you. Right. The skin tone right. is like, so like, the words aren't even accurate Correct. anymore. Correct. And, and and white really means free and black means slave. Yeah. You yeah. know, so man, weird how those I, words. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and I can tell you, there were, you meet all kinds. Mm -hmm. Like, I know so many white crackheads that just like fell in the gutter and lived in the gutter. And it was just like, it, it's one, th it, it's, it's really hard to be racist when you've got people of all different races mm -hmm. and there's no pattern to be discerned between them based on, on their well, race. Well, think about, or how they look or their skin color. Think about history, right? They said the majority of the population of black folk was living down south. And they were legislating how you treated black people down south. Well, we're all the black people up north. If y'all so not racist, how come you don't have black people around? Yeah. And how come when people were freed and they came up north, they said they missed the South? And there were still there were still there were still problems with civil rights. When they came up north, not only did they have to not deal with civil rights, they had to deal with the the Puritan philosophy and how you know snooty the people of the North were. My point being, um the the the, the thing that, that is happening right now. And I warn conservatives, do not allow Black Lives Matter to 
to make you think that that's how the consciousness of black people operate. The consciousness of black people is very loving. The consciousness of white people is very loving or European and African, you know, or Caucasian and African, whatever the terms we're going to use. But that, 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 that first seed that's planted is love. It's not fear and it's not violence. It's love. And we have that within us. And, 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 and to point to your point, you're saying the government is the reason why people aren't killing each other. And I think the reason why people aren't killing each other is because people are full of love and people don't have it in them to kill another person. People don't have it in them to kill a deer or a cow yeah. to make their meal. They couldn't physically do it. It takes a lot to kill somebody, you know? So I think there's more good in humanity than bad. And I just want the conservatives, when you see Black Lives Matter, you can't say on one hand it's George Soros and then be like, why do black people on the... First of all, black people are not on a Democrat plantation. That's another thing I have to destroy right now. My aunties might be on a Democrat. <laughs> you have to understand that the black... You know, boomers and on are the primary voters. Right. And they're going to be down ballot. But as they die off, you see it with Trump's presidency. More black voters came out and voted for yeah, him. Yeah, dude. You're because as that voting block dies off, you get more and more free thinkers and people that were. You got to remember the boomer class was born with TV. So everything that comes yep. out the TV, they think is real. Right. Right. They think everything comes out that thing is real. So we got to understand it's not the, the black community is not. On the Democratic plantation, half of us, 50 percent of us don't vote, period, and don't believe in voting. They don't mess with Biden or Trump. And the people that are voting are dying voting block. Right on, man. Well, dude, thanks for coming. It's been great. Oh, thank you for having me. My for hero. Sure, dude. Anytime. Yeah. So, uh, was excited that we were able to get you to come down, especially considering COVID. A lot of people don't want to come, but dude, uh, yeah, man, for sure. I'm a soldier. Do you, want, you want to mention your social media or your show or anything like that? Um. You know, I'm black. We got to give shout outs. Yo, shout out to Uncle Hotep. <laughs> shout out to Dodo. Shout out to Michael Green. Shout out to Lauren Literally. Shout out to Chad. Shout out to Brody. Ken Thoreau. Raider. Sketch Therapy. Hotep Nation. Oh, I got an AI company. Shout out to Wazo AI. Right on. We do camera vision uh, tech, uh, analytics. What is what is it exactly? Uh, basically, anything that fronts, uh, comes in front of a camera, we can create data and analytics. Uh, from it really yeah we were talking about getting like um a context or like a context um what would you call it you put it in your browser like a uh -huh. browser augmentation where you could tell if a video comes from a, a larger video Ooh, yeah 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 you can definitely do something like that uh you'd probably need to api or something to the internet but yeah, yeah. it's definitely possible with machine learning you got a um, podcast yes hotep's been told you every thursday at 8 p.m eastern time me and uncle hotep is hot so <laughs> right on. Yeah. Uh, what about Twitter? You got Twitter, right? Twitter at Hotep Jesus. Right on, man. Um, main website is HotepNation.com. That's where we operate from. Um, yeah. But thank you for having me, man. No, you're, for sure. You're, you're the man, yo. Hey, I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for coming. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. You can check out my other YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TimCast, YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. The show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Yeah, really smash that like button on your way out. You can also follow this guy over here. Yes, at Ian Crossland, amongst most in all of the social networks. And share this thing, too. Did you already say that? Share this thing. Oh, no, I don't. I, share I, it with yeah, you, you can say that one. Tell yeah, them, share tell this them with your friends. Them. Tell them about it if you like it. And we're, all, we're also on uh, iTunes and all that stuff. iTunes, uh, Spotify. So you can, if you, if you end up missing one of the live shows, just we, we, we upload it almost immediately. Actually, it's Lydia who does it. You can follow her do, as well. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. Right on. Oh, hey, real quick, we talked a lot about human politics and the politics of animals, but can we just give a shout out to this plant? Yes, I was going to yes. go there next. This beautiful creature. 
My little Amazing. Levitating and spinning endlessly. Amazing. Oh, so Everyone soothing. should have a plant. Yes. Look at it just spinning. It's so, so weird. Soothing. It's soothing. Anyway, thanks anyway. for hanging out, everybody. We'll be back. What's today? Friday? Yeah. Oh, man. I got a weekend off. Monday. Half days, technically. So uh, Monday will be uh, at 8 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, we got some really, really important guests coming up next week. It's going to be serious pretending the election and stuff. So stick around. We will see you Monday at 8 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.